Welcome to Recommissioned, a bi-weekly podcast where we go back to watch Battlestar Galactica. Each week, I'm joined by my good pal Matt, who has only seen the episodes up to the one we're covering. Now, I've seen them all. And this week, we're talking about Season 2, Episodes 11 and 12, Resurrection Ship, Part 1 and Part 2. I will ask for you for the wireless. I will call you directly, and when I have you on the line and you hear me give the command, execute Case Orange. When you hear me say downfall... You are to signal the Marines to terminate Adama's command. Starting with Adama. I want you to pull out your weapon and shoot Admiral Kane in the head. So last week, Mr. Anderson, we left you in quite a tense, ridden box waiting to watch this episode. And aren't you glad that I told you last week when we were talking Pegasus that I said, we're going to do Resurrection. I didn't tell you what. I said, we're going to do the next two episodes back-to-back on account of their part one and part two. Oh, yeah. And I watched them back-to-back. Absolutely, (laughs) you did. fuck that. Fuck a pause. Fuck a pause. right into this. We're not animals here, right? (laughs) So, dude, we are going to talk about Resurrection Ship 1 and 2 in one episode. So we're going to kind of work through it sequentially like we always do. But I have been dying to get your impressions on this one, pal. Talk to me about it all. Kane, Fisk, Starbuck, Apollo. I mean, you got it all, pal. You got D kind of lurking. You got Gaius. You got fucking, uh, what do we call her? Actual six. We got head six. We got... (laughs) <laughs> All kinds of shit going on, pal. We got Leomo's dying. Oh, baby. I I can definitely the president say, I think, kisses, promotions, admirals, uh, Matt. Admiral. I mean, here we have arrived at my new favorite episode. Oof. This shit. This is a great so fucking good. Oh my god, it's so good. So good. It's excellent. <clears throat> and like you know, I I had my my quibbles with the last episode, but even those that wasn't that big of a deal. And this, damn dude, nothing. You know, we'll work our way through it and talk about everything, but nothing jumps out at me as like, ah, that rubbed me wrong or that that was felt weird. It all boiled up continuously at this awesome rate where I could never see where everything was going to end up. And it was just ah, such a good ride. Such a good ride of two episodes, man. Mm. I loved it. I fucking loved it. Yep, it was good, man. It was a lot of fun. I'm glad we uh, I'm glad we're covering them back to back because we love our Battlestar Galactica listeners so much, Matthew. So so we love them so hard. Every so day hard. I think about how they place themselves in my art. And I think to myself, I love them so hard. Right? <laughs> Got to do this for them. Even though we get like one-tenth the downloads of the science fiction film podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought to myself. You could, you could love me harder as well. I'm just saying, I love you so hard. And I feel the power dynamic in the relationship is not healthy, according to my therapist. Uh, but no, I think it's um, I think it's safe to say we uh, we appreciate our Battlestar Galactica listener base, which is uh, small and passionate. Um, exactly, because you know, let's face it, the show's been out of the limelight for eleven years, and we're in a uh, a bit of a golden age of television, I guess you could say, with uh, a lot of choices. 
So I don't begrudge true. people not going back and listening to this. Um, I guess it's just to say I appreciate all of you who listen to these episodes that uh, I tell you what, man, they are a lot of fun to cover. And um, I've been looking forward to this, this grouping of episodes that are now wrapping up. And I feel like, honestly, I feel like you teased me with these episodes for a while. You're like, oh, there's some stuff in season two I can't wait to get to. I feel like these this had to be what you're talking <laughs> these about. These are the ones, ah, yeah. So fucking good, man. And honestly, you know what? Uh, one of the things I want to say first off about this episode is, and I know if, that I've been talking a lot lately in, a, in the past, you know, most of this season of coverage really about how – impenetrable the Cylons seem and I'm mm. like been having my tinfoil hat on the whole time of like I think they might be controlling everything I don't know this is the first time in the show honestly from the beginning where I'm like I feel like they legit got a victory over the Cylons like really damaged them really put up you know the fucking boots to them in a significant way um, whereas other times I, the way that other battles had played out the way certain operations have gone it made me wonder about, well, was that shit the Scions were willing to sacrifice? Is this playing into their hand in some way? They always acted like Bond villains about it. Anytime you see the human Cylons talking about it, it was like, ah, all according to plan. You're like, well, shit, are we ever beating them at all? Mm. This is the first time where I'm like, we're fine. Ah, you, you got some on them, finally. Feels and you know, good. you could say, as we wax poetic here, you could say that that's Admiral Kane's response that's Admiral Kane's influence over this entire, over the rest of humanity, specifically the military. Mm. Now, yeah. agree with or disagree with Admiral Kane's methods, because let's face it, they were very draconic. Um, there's one thing that you can say is that when it came time for this operation to attack the Cylons, although it came at the behest of the planning of our favorite characters, as you would imagine in a television show of uh, Lee and Starbuck, notably. Uh, I'd say probably the latter had more to do with the success of the plan than Lee because she is an outside-the-box thinker. We've seen her plan ops before. And um, oh, yeah. I think it's really cool that um, we're seeing that when it was time to... Uh, when the hat drops, they're ready to rock and roll, as Al Pacino says about the crew and heat. And uh, these guys are ready to rock and roll, and, and they, uh, they got it done. And Admiral's uh, penchant for taking the initiative... Uh, paid off for for better, I would say, for the Galactica crew and uh, the remnants of the human civilization. Now, you could probably argue that that Admiral Kane's leadership uh, under these circumstances perhaps reached its limitations as far as civilians are concerned, and uh, perhaps she was not fit to uh, to 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 run this fleet had Adama perished. But maybe. Maybe under Rosalind's, uh, maybe under Rosalind, she could have, but I don't think so. I don't, I don't think she would have uh, played second fiddle particularly well. So yeah. I, I don't want to just broad stroke uh, a character like Admiral Kane uh, in a, in a one dimensional light. I don't think that's fair considering the circumstances. Um, I think it's easy to second guess her decisions. I, I do think that it's just and virtuous to uh, challenge her decisions to execute people and to ravage civilian fleets and leave them to their death. Um, but there is, uh, there are good things that come from it as well. And that's something that I think I've always really appreciated about this show. And to be perfectly honest with you, when this show came out, it was, it was in my opinion, way ahead of its time in terms of giving us some three-dimensional ethical characters, especially, especially 
if you were a Star Trek watcher, which tends to deal in very black and white morality. Yes, they do put you in ethical quandaries. Should we do this? Should we do that? But you never really fear Picard's going to make a a weird decision. You always feel uh, he's going to make, quote, the right decision, end quote. And uh, this was this changed that. And then there was the wire, and then there's Breaking Bad, and right. then there's Game right. of Thrones, and then there's and then and they really pushed the boundaries of that and and really got into it. And I tell you, man, Battlestar Galactica for some of its limitations, um, mostly in the in the tech department. Although this was uh, an exception to that, this episode clearly saved its sh- shillings for the space battle. Um, oh, I yeah. think is ahead of its time, man, and and it really is on display here. I agree. No, I definitely agree. I think. You know, as much as I talked about it last episode, that it's easy. The cards are kind of stacked against Kane as far as a viewer's feelings about her because we we see her through the prism of her crew and their behavior and everything. Sure. But like I was saying at the end of the last episode, like I still found her to be the most compelling character of all the, the new crew. Easily. And, you know, as much as you can, you know, obviously see that her, her thinking, her decisions are very iron-fisted and very much more military without regard to any ideas of, you know, civilian government, just like, fuck that, we're getting things done. Um, it was still something compelling to it. You can still see the logic to her thinking. It's not just, you know, th- she doesn't just say, there's no time where she just resorts to having the title of her authority. It's not like she's like, because I'm the admiral and I say so. Like, she lays out her thinking. She's, you know, she talks about, I have brought authority in a time before. They pled guilty to these things when she's talking about Chief and, and Hilo. Like, she lays it out and she, she's basically saying, I'm using my authority, you know, according to the rules. Um, and she just interprets them pretty strictly, uh, but she's not she's not unfair. I would even say it's just incredibly harsh. <laughs> and and kind of what Rosalind points out, you know, maybe she doesn't think enough about the spirit of the law versus the text of the law. Yeah, I think I think uh, you know, law is an interesting thing because you have to appeal to the lowest the lowest common denominator a lot of the times. But I think when you're in a position of such great power in, in such a unique situation, no, no real law was written for there's 49,000 people left and uh, you are a flag officer. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that, right. It's, def- it's tough to say. You, you can't write for all eventualities. So when you promote somebody to the position of admiral, your only hope is that they can make the right decision with the laws as a guideline without being corrupted by their position of power. And... Um, I mean, you could you could say she made probably unfavorable decisions in, at times, decisions that she thought were the right ones at the time. But um, I guess everyone's in. You know, I think back to some of these quandaries we find ourselves in between President Rosalind and, say, Commander Adama when they had their standoff and put Kane in that position. Where are we after mm. that? It's interesting to think about, right? But um, it is, you know, it's... it's uh, it is easy to, to in a world, Matthew, of evaporating nuance, <laughs> in a world of widening chasms between people with different ideologies, it's important to try to uh, see a character like this in, in our fictional world from multiple angles. Um, right. And, and I can, and I can still confidently say I, I don't think she was good for the longevity of the fleet in the end. I'm pretty confident in saying that based on what, what the TV show decided to show us and tell us through Colonel Fisk's testimony to Ty. But, um, but I also 
feel like she has some some dimension to her, and that makes her interesting, interesting, right or wrong. Right. Does that make right. sense? I totally agree. She's an interesting character. And, like, I know we were joking about it last episode about, like, you know, maybe her character would get flack nowadays of, you know, her portrayal of a, of a you know, a woman in charge or whatever. But I think it's interesting to have this strong female character who is in certain lights villainous, but also in certain lights very strong, you know, making sense, logical, and in other lights still harsher. Like, she's a fully rounded character. I, I, like, I don't like the idea that all female characters in shows should be representational of, of virtue because that's also dehumanizing. Like women, women are people. They, they have shades of gray like everyone else. Like they should be treated as people. They can be villainous. They can be strong. They can be whatever. Um, so that's part of why I, I like her character. She's fucking one of the harshest characters we've met so far. But I, still I have to compelling ask you a question, and, and I'm really sorry to do this to you, but you, the thing you mentioned about virtue, can you just reiterate that to me? <laughs> oh, like signaling virtue with flags? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> waving? No, no, I'm serious. I kind of missed it. I'm sorry. Oh, 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 okay. No, I was just saying, like, I don't believe in the idea that all female characters in shows should be, like, representational of, like, good. And she's like, well, this woman should be a better person because it's a woman and they need to represent women. I'm like, they're, they're people. No, the no. People are full of shades of gray you, and you, can, be, can <laughs> compromise and be contradictory. And like that, it's more important to portray a person fully, in my eyes, than making them the representation of, a, of any particular thing or group. Yeah, well, that's... That. Uh, listen, I can't. I can't say what women do or don't need. Couldn't tell you. Um, it's it's largely a guessing game. My whole life between my various relationships and women that I'm related to, couldn't tell you. I I can only trust my instincts and previous experience. But I can talk a little bit about like you know this collective idea, and that that kind of scares me. And I like that it was never, never once does this show ever in the narrative or in the writing talk about her as a female character. And that's great. It, there's no mention of it. Nobody says, well, she's a woman or she's a this or she's a that. Right. They treat right. her like an admiral of the colonial fleet in a fucking, and a formidable one. Yeah, and they, taken seriously well, fucking immediately. 100% <laughs> taken seriously immediately. It doesn't have to be any bullshit. And in right. fact, the only, the only thing, the only real like collectivist thinking that comes up in the midst of this is when Kane refers to Rosalind as a teacher. She's like, you, this <laughs> teacher is the leader of, of like what? Right, and that's more profession. That's more like a profession uh, prejudice, you'd say, more than it is anything to do with you know what what sex somebody is. And that's one of the things I like about it. It was never like you don't know what I went through as a woman. None of that. Like Admiral Kane doesn't want your fucking sympathy, dude. And don't try to drag her into your dumb shit. Like she is a strong ass character, and she lived by the sword, and she fucking died by the sword, and that's the way exactly. it goes. And she didn't want you to apologize. She definitely doesn't want you to feel sorry for her. If, if I'm a guessing man, if I'm a betting I know, I man. Agree. And, um, and with the fact that she says frack you before she gets shot. And yes, there's some flicker of fear. Like, holy shit, I'm heading to oblivion. Yes, like anyone would. <laughs> she doesn't beg. She doesn't. She's like, all right, this bitch has me. She's a Cylon. There's no way I can outfight her. No way. Right. Not, not now after what she's in. the drop on you too. And, and, and they're, they're, I wonder if there was a glimmer of her thinking of all the things she visited upon this person, but <laughs> kicking her in the face. Maybe, maybe a little bit. She is a, <laughs> she is a rounded character. She's not in fact a robot, but, but all that aside, like I, I'm glad it doesn't devolve into this, you know, collectivist nonsense. It just stays with her as a powerful and strong individual that can inspire men and women. Um, and men and women can learn from the mistakes she's made as well because she's an actual person. Right? She's exactly. not a paragon of representation <laughs> exactly. yeah. for a group, right? 
And that's what's Perfect. so fucking cool about this show. And this particular two episodes are just so good. I so totally good. agree. So fucking strong. Anyway, I, I do want to say this. This, and this is, consider this a little bit of a teaser for you. And I, and I beg you, don't look at anything. Oh, okay. But we're going to learn more about Kane as the series progresses. Oh, really? That's, that's just okay. a little teaser I'm going to give you. And um, okay. it's going to come in the form of something largely dedicated to Kane that is going to be a bit of a prequel on Kane. And um, that something wow. is called Battlestar Galactica Razor. And it focuses on her. Now, according to the timeline in which you should watch this, because it, it came out at a certain time, is, is, in the, is, is, is in season two. We're just not there yet. When we get there, I'm going to say, Matthew... Next time, you're going to go to your Amazon Prime and you're going to look up Battlestar Galactica Razor. You're going to watch that and we're going to cover Razor. Oh, so keep, is it like a, is it one full episode? It's like a, a it's like a, it's like a, I guess you'd call it a two-parter kind of about her and, and, and sixes in it and stuff. So it's, uh, I, I really think we should put it in the feed. Um, Hell yeah. Because I think Admiral Kane, as, as characters go, uh, does deserve a little bit of a, a little more. I think it'd be cool to see a little bit more. And, and you know, I know some some people haven't don't cover Razor, but I think we should cover Razor. I'm down. Yeah. And, it, you know, I, I know we're jumping all of it to the end, but to say, like, the moment she's shot and, like, you see when we cut to the funeral, like, oh, no, she is dead. Like, that wasn't a tease and she's shot in the shoulder. She's dead. She's gone. I was a little shocked and there was a part of me that thought if they really did only introduce this character for these three episodes and she's gone and basically just, you know, without consequence really. And that's it. We're done with this character completely in any form. I would have been like, damn, that was kind of feels a little cheap. Feels like a little bit of a waste. So I'm kind of glad to hear that there there's impact from this and effects that spread out, you know, and I, I knew there would be more than just no consequences, but at the same time, I was like, that was a very strong, interesting character to have and then dismissed in three episodes. Yeah. It's, it's now, obviously she was shot, I'm not telling you if I'm not telling you about any potential future involving her. I'm talking about going back and learning about Kane. Right. Yeah, um, I would exactly. never offer any kind of spoiler such as this. So that anyways, um, yeah, there we go. So what do we say here? Why don't we dive in, motherfuckers? Yeah. Get up in it. Get up in them guts. Huh? All right. Right where we left off, Matthew. Space battles, war drums, ship approaching each other fast. Cat's using oh, yeah. her annoying, and I'm sorry. It, yeah, this has nothing to do with you screechy. being a woman. I just hate your no. voice, Cat. Hey, and just, yeah, I mean, do me like, a favor. She's hey, Cat, <laughs> stop yelling into the mic. Come I mean, we've already. Yeah. Come on! Give me my weapons free, cocksuckers! I mean, I'm still gonna. I still think of her as the unhinged pill popper of the bunch. I'm like, I don't know about you. Oh. <laughs> Come on! God, stop yelling. Jesus. Somebody, anybody, Chill Starbuck, up. a missile. One missile. <laughs> Anyone. Please. So, you throw a soap party. They do it one time. It'd suck if you hit the ship. Oh, no. I got to reject. They're like, fuck, just die. Fucking <laughs> die. <laughs> I'm on fire. <laughs> it just goes on just and space. on. And then that's all you uh, hear geez. the rest of your life. You're just trying to get rack time. Is her <laughs> voice screaming for help because you put a <laughs> missile into her fucking <laughs> viper. Oh, boy. You monster. <laughs> Well, shit. Yeah, we jump right back into the fray where it was left off last time. Of the, <laughs> Hold the fucking- on. Cat. Uh, Royal. Uh, um, can I just say Kate? 
Is that she doesn't want to be secret, right? Kate K wrote, I feel how Starbuck must at any time Kaz on screen. <laughs> no shit. In like fury. just like Ugh. like this feeling like Ugh. the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> just holding back punches. <laughs> like that. <laughs> so annoying. Sorry, I interrupted you. Oh, Continue. Shit. No, yeah, I'm just saying we pick up right with the Galactica Vipers firing off, the Pegasus Vipers firing off, and they are headed straight toward each other in mm-hmm. this big formation. And like, like we said, Kat's already like, all right, we need weapons free. Come on, we got to engage. And I love how even Ty is like, well, we got to let them defend themselves. You know, we should point our batteries at the Pegasus. And Adama is just waiting it out. He is just waiting to see what their Vipers are going to do, yeah. I feel like. He's going to – seeing how it rolls. And I guess they, they basically do lay out pretty quickly here the rules of engagement of like, do not fire unless you're fired upon. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it at that. And I imagine Pegasus had something similar. Yeah, I would imagine so. Because, I mean, yeah, you're dispatching you know, your fighters and everything. It's tense. But nobody wants to be the first person to start – pulling the trigger on one another like these are as much as you might not like them personally they are your comrades in arms like these are your people and for all you know this is the only other battle star out there you really want to just destroy it that would be called weapons hold that's military parlance according to nato weapons hold you may not be fired unless fired upon versus weapons tight which means uh weapon system may only fired at targets confirmed as hostile and then, of course, there's weapons free, right? Just fire at them all. You, shoot may, them all, you may shoot anyone, even those not positively identified as friendly. So there you go. They use NATO stuff, but they also use, um, uh, like, British stuff because um, action stations, that's very much like a British thing. Oh, okay. Versus, I think, in the U.S. Navy, they sound general quarters, they call it. General quarters. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not a military expert, as Brian says, but drink, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real quick, not an admiral, but drink. Drink. Goo, goo. All right. Stop being so silly, Matthew. You've got a serious show to discuss here. I know. we got to talk about the serious business. Uh, how about when the Vipers uh, close and then just pass by each other? Dude, like they I, fly I've... through each other's ranks. It's just so I... cool. I feel like I have had blue balls for some Viper combat. Like, just seeing multiple Vipers on screen zipping around. And, like, I still forget how mobile they are. So I cool. love that about this show. Like, they can just fucking turn on a twist, go 360, go right back, go the opposite direction. Like, that is the coolest shit. I, I know it's been, I'm sure we've talked about it, but it's been so long since we've had, like, a, a real, you know, dogfighty episode. But, Damn, that is such a cool thing to utilize in space. Even like Star Wars and shit don't do that very often. Where I'm like, you're in space. There's no air channel you're fighting against. There's no gravity. Like you should be able to flip these ships around insanely. Correct. And they do. They they make use of that. I love it. It never gets old seeing that shit. Th- those moments where they're just pivot. they're literally moving. They're sliding to their port. Yes. Ah, it's so dope. so sick, man. It's like they're on the ice. Little, just The little jets just... Psh, 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 psh. Ah, love it. So cool. Love this fucking show, man. It's so good, dude. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, don't, don't you love uh, Captain Taylor like playing chicken like he's fucking Kiefer Sutherland and Stand By Me? Ugh. Yeah, you're going to have to break course. You're going to have to break course once you're dead body. Yeah. Oh, God. Piece of shit. Ace. Fucking Ace is a stinger. Imagine if we did these Kiefer Sutherland's in the cockpit. I never lose. 
I never lose. Especially when I'm, especially on account of beating up 14-year-olds when I'm 26. <laughs> Fucking guy. My little cross earring. Tough as shit. Beat the shit out of 12-year-olds when I'm a 30 grown-ass man. You got pubes yet, kid? No? All right, I can take you. <laughs> Do you got pubes? Yeah, stab, stab, stab. <laughs> shoot, 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 stab, stab. <laughs> I'm a good guy. I like it. How old's your sister? 13 in the trunk of the car. <laughs> He's a weird guy. Uh, He's pretty bad. Stephen so King. Stand guy. by me. Yeah. I, stand by me. I give it three stars. Stand by me. Three stars. This episode, five stars. Well, hold on. Stand by me. Five stars. Let's be real. Yeah, no, I'm just being <laughs> a dick. But uh, we see the Cylon Fleet recon mission. This is fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. Oh, man. Oh, I love it. Starbucks oh, so sucks good. at her job. <laughs> She's terrible. She's so terrible. She sucks as a Dude, pilot. I hate her. She's so useless. The whole. That whole sequence, just the way it's the way we see the Blackbird come up, like her ship is flying up, she cuts the engines down, she turns her fucking helmet light off, and just starts drifting into like mm. I knew what the mission was going to be. We had, they'd already her and Lee had already talked about it in the previous episode, like you're going to get up really close, but when you see her ship drift uh, into the bars, like into the framework of the resurrection ship, you're like, God damn, you are so close. Like, like I think Lee even makes the joke later on, or like maybe yeah, the second part where he's like i hope nobody looks out the window like i'm yeah. right fucking here like anybody if they just turn their head you could just see this thing she's all up in their guts mm. gets deep and getting deep amazing in the belly. pictures deep in that cylon belly mm, all up in them cylon guts you could say <laughs> with her dirty <laughs> camera so, playing her dirty uh, camera at their underbelly filthy human camera what the ah, fuck, that dirty man. caveman technology we're gonna fuck them with i love so it so weird this is really like a strange like <laughs> Hollywood metaphor, like inadvertently taking pictures of these naked and unconscious bodies. <laughs> <laughs> these beautiful women snooping on Take them. that, Cylons. It's just because you're bad and we're good. We're the good ones. <clears throat> I don't think that's going to hold up in uh, court, Mr. Weinstein. <laughs> but but I deserved it. <laughs> I, but I'm me. But look at my face. My face looks like all of Jabba the Hutt. Dude. Uh, I feel like all those dudes, their only defense at the end of the day, if they're being honest, but I'm me. But, but it's I me. feel like I deserve this. I do. I deserve it. Don't make me get my Mossad agents after you. Dude, when I'm, the, the, the close-ups of the, of the ship, I love the open hull. The resurrection oh, yeah. ship looks amazing. Amazing. And then so, what does she it looks do? like, oh, like a fucking Borg ship. Pew bounces out of there love it dude it like as soon as she's Stick out the, to the side, mission boom, right ftl done done she, she must have been in there five minutes out so badass i love it yeah it's but we go back to we cut back to the the i guess you'd call it a battle not really though uh you know they're just kind of zipping around trying to intimidate each other sizing each other up and I, it's so annoying again how cat is like ah, come on they're all over us let me kill them <laughs> and i'm like they're not shooting at you they're still not killing you yeah uh it's ridiculous but this is also when the order comes down uh when we see stinger and uh lee he gets the order to relieve captain adama of his duty question he's so excited for that shit you have to you you have to serve how about this you have one of two choices you have (laughs) to be a, a captain of a civilian ship in admiral kane's fleet for six weeks Okay. And it's tense. <laughs> or you have to spend 
five hours at sublight speed with Cat and a Raptor. Six hours. You know, I feel like with Kane, you could find a way to make yourself. You're rolling the dice. Well, with Kane, no, you could, if you find your, a way to make yourself and your ship useful to her, you're going to be fine. All right, you're an English There's, major. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you fuck. Give me your ship, bitch. She fucking shoots you into space. <laughs> you have a forklift certification, son. Fucking load up you the fuck. missiles or something. Are you kidding me? This bitch needs PR work so bad. <laughs> I'd be their fucking PR you could, agent. You could be the propaganda. You're, yeah, uh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. We can polish up this turn. We're going to make oh, you shit. shooting four of your men on the deck look great. It's going to be so good. She, uh, it's going to be tremendous. Kate, Kate's up in the ante. She says, well, she's hopped up on stims. Oof, uh, yeah, mean, I'm going to have to go with Kane. I'm going to roll my dice with Kane. I'm sorry. That is just, ooh, that's grating. I feel like I could find a way to be useful to Kane and be like, <laughs> ah, I'll get you off my back at least somewhat. <laughs> you could just tell you the woke boy fuck champ of Portland. There you go. Come on, Kane. I know you're a badass independent woman, but every woman's got to unwind. She's like, mm. I'll be the judge of that. Fucking overhead. <laughs> I'll be the judge. Overhead presses ride your Ride that cock till it fucking breaks. She just picks you up overhead and slams you onto the ground and has her way ah. with you. <laughs> like, this would be so much more sexy if I wasn't concussed. Uh, uh, you have to give me a minute. Yeah, the blood flow. I don't know. I'd take my chances with Kane than I would with Kat because, yeah. I mean, you'd probably be tempted to have Kat have an accident. And then you'd be in. <laughs> Whoops, uh, guys, <laughs> Galactic Actual. I don't know what happened. Cat fell down and got shot in the head. I don't, it's bizarre. Uh, Raptor one, Cryptor, Cryptor, Cryptor. Uh, we have uh, we got a bit of a hole breach. We've got a problem. Uh, Cat is, she's gone. Uh, I don't know how to say it. She's gone. Dispatch the search and rescue teams. Over. <laughs> Somewhere yeah. in space. I don't know. <laughs> We're picking up her signal now. Jesus. Can't do it. <laughs> well, anyway. We uh, oh, we go to this battle's interrupted ah, by our girl. Yeah, interrupted by our girl Starbuck. What is everybody she thinks it's a fucking Cylon Raider because of the no transponders, the no signal. That it's like, oh, we just have a bogey on the Dratus. That's it, everybody. And I, dude, I loved the moment when once every, you know Galactica and Pegasus both realize, okay, there's an unmarked possible, you know, likely enemy out here. All right, everybody, turn bogey. towards the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what? Hey, look, not a naval aviator, but I'm pretty sure that's called a bogey. That's Unidentified. A bogey. I don't know what you said. Because <laughs> you're not listening? No, I don't listen to you. I wait for my turn to talk. <laughs> this is Dean while, while I'm talking. Me, 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 my thing, me, my me, thing. Me, me, joke, me, joke, me, joke, me, lining up joke, jokes. Joke, 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 joke. Oh, <laughs> putting on jokes, in the, stop, putting stop, jokes stop. in the joke magazine, lining them up, Verbal. lining them up, going to slap them in the old gun. <laughs> I'm just setting up T-balls everywhere, setting up my shots. <laughs> <laughs> These me, are me, all me, gonna me, work. My, 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 my stuff, 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 stuff. Me, 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 me. Got to be better on the show than you. Got to be better, 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 better. <laughs> <laughs> you have a fucking meter Holy of shit. who's funniest at any given second. I, oh, oh, Holy I got to top Matthew. Oh fuck, that made me actually cry a little. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Anyway, VH1 behind the podcast. This is the day it all ended for LSG Media. Uh, for Dean, it was all about coke and jokes. <laughs> coke? They called him the coke joker. For Matthew, it was all about integrity. It just didn't work in the end. Blow, black and blow, blurry black line. and white pictures of us like hanging out at bars and yeah. fucking have our arms around each other. <laughs> <laughs> Me, a close of my giant fucking schnoz just crushing coke. And then just yelling... 
and then, just, and then just yelling garden trowel over and over again to nobody. <laughs> me with me, a black and white picture of me with my headset on, with my head in my hands, just <laughs> <laughs> like the man in fire image. <laughs> Denzel is head in his head, <laughs> fucking gun in his lap. <laughs> what happens next in this episode, Matthew? I'll tell you what happens next. Ah, right back on track. Tense, right? It's tense. She's <laughs> oh, in her little black no, bird, right? It's so good. Yeah. No, I love how both both of the fleets are like, all right, break off, f- go to the enemy. Right. Like, I think it's actually right. Kane who says that. Go to the enemy. Like we're you, And seeing the Pegasus and the Galactic Vipers all whip around going in the same direction to Starbuck, as much as it's like, ah, don't kill Starbuck, you still had a great moment of, all right, there's a little bit of hope of unity sure. here to some extent. Uh, Starbuck with the great line of like, ah, I'm friendly. We're all friendly. <laughs> Just be friendly, you fucks. I love it. I love it. Oh, it's so good. Like, uh, she had to go in and get on fucking AIM chat to talk to Lee real quick. She was like, what the hell is happening? Why are you all fighting? Another of her crazy oh. stunts. Thank the gods. Fucking <laughs> I love that. Love it. Another of her crazy stunts. Who's been Steady Eddie lately? That'd be Ty. Yeah, that is steady uh, Eddie. That's true. Steady fucking Eddie. Steady Eddie. You could say that. Oh, man. You can stand down get- or we can start shooting each other. Ooh, I love that. Mm. Love that line. Because that is, that is just what it is. It's no more complicated than that. Stand down or we start killing each other. She took off and did the whole recon mission alone, Kane asks. Yes, that's the X factor, why you would lose to the Galactica. Mm-hmm. You don't have a Starbuck. There you go. Sorry, don't got so. you a Starbuck running around. Anyway, Kane orders the Viper stand down. They do a joint recon. Both ships stand down to condition two. Then I want you to report to me in person. I have no intention of cooling my heels in your brig. <laughs> so good. Oh, Dude. fuck. The rules, right? Fine. No Neutral sp- ground. Colonial one. No AIDS. Be there. <laughs> Switzerland <minutes>. two. <laughs> Armistice station. Okay. <laughs> Ain't no spring chicken. <laughs> Love him. Well. Kane resumes uh, her admiration of the photos. On a Zoom, we see skin job <laughs> Cylons lined up in rows. Rows and rows of sixes. Damn. That's some crazy shit. And boy, howdy. I mean, if you've got to have fucking... a row, that's a good row. It's a oh, solid yeah. row. <laughs> but fucking Kane is, like, enamored with these. She is, like, so impressed with these pictures. Like, oh, my God. Did these come from our recon mission? I love how Jack's like, no, our recon mission got aborted because they suck. <laughs> And she's like, oh, yeah, damn. She's thinking to herself. <laughs> she's like, I've only known how to smash Cylons. Now I'll learn to admire them in photos. In, in photographs. <laughs> what was that? That was in John Borman's Excalibur. And he's like, "These I've only known how to butcher men. Now I'll learn how to love them or something when he has the kid. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> but um, opening credits, Rosin's dressed down under, uh, dr- is dressing down Diamond Kane. This is a great shot of her standing above these two children. <clears throat> it's the it. projection of authority. Uh, Kane on the edge of her seat, elbows on her thighs. <laughs> Adama just reclining, just relaxing. <laughs> it's just the perfect. I love it. It's perfect. And Kane is doing right. all the talking. Oh, yeah. She's pissed. She's fucking pissed. And again, like we talked about last time, she is so unused to dealing with civilian government at this point. Like, just so annoyed <clears throat> at, at, at the, the hamstringing of all of this. Not, not just that, um, but she, she has, in her mind, a pretty solid argument. 
which goes a little bit right. like this. Let's cut through the hand-holding. Two of his men murdered one of my officers while protecting asylum. They're guilty. They admitted it. And under regulations, I have complete authority to try, convict, and sentence him. And you and I both know that the penalty for that crime is death. And that's when the spirit of the law comes into things. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do got to say, like, <clears throat> I get where Kane's coming from, but at the same time, you mean, yeah. I mean, you got ec- empty brig cells. Calm down. Calm down for five <laughs> right. fucking minutes. Right? Seriously. Seriously. I mean, and I mean, I feel like also talking about the spirit of the law or, or in this particular situation, I feel like a, a decent argument that you could have is like, look, we just now found each other. Our, our crews have been each completely working independently and we've been doing our own thing and now we have this merging and we're trying to make things work and you know the tension is so high we've already had a death like yes one of your lieutenants was killed and that's awful that's bad you know not even talking about the situation and why but at the same time how is it going to improve morale amongst the galactica and pegasus crews trying to blend together that we're going to fucking execute to at least one very beloved guy helo's kind of on the rocks there everybody lately for being a cylon fucker but everybody <laughs> likes chief this is going to be a, a 20-year veteran in the chief mm. <laughs> seems like <laughs> right. a, seems like a judicious use of uh, military power here yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, they're, yeah, you don't want to, you know, just bend the law for people and you know make all these crazy exceptions. But there are times where it's like, this is going the the consequences of this are going to be so much worse than bending the law. Like, mm. yeah, there's a if if you ever get around to ever watching, maybe when it's off the air, but Game of Thrones is a character, uh, one of the Stark brothers, uh, excuse me, one of the Baratheon brothers, Stannis Baratheon. He he, yeah. there's a lot of similarities between he and Cain which is this dogmatic um, adherence to the law and to regulation. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, um, they, they remind me of each other quite, quite a bit now that I'm thinking about it. So interesting to know. But pretty relevant if you haven't seen it. Sorry to everyone who doesn't watch it. <laughs> is this what you two have been doing? <sighs> debating the finer points of colonial law? <laughs> <laughs> like they have little, yeah. like they have little, like jerk off fucking study clubs at college. <laughs> and, and as much as I actually like love and admire this like growing relationship between Roslyn and Adama and the way that they have compromised and worked together, and I'm like that's so like good and and useful and effective. I do like Kane being like too. you fucking nerds, yeah, <laughs> you it's fucking awesome, pussy ass nerds. <laughs> What is this bullshit? <laughs> it's like, ah, you're kind of right. <laughs> Just dumps Adama's books out of his hands. <laughs> we are at war, Peacock. We don't have the luxury of academic debate over these issues. That's when Rosalind levels with Kane. And this is, this, is the, this is where Rosalind is smart here. Because she doesn't push her back on the law. She pushes her back on the reality. Exactly. Law is one thing. Behavior is another thing, Right. Right. Law, law doesn't necessarily like they say in clerks, right? Title doesn't dictate behavior. Law doesn't really either necessarily, yeah. because if it yeah. was, nobody would ever break the law, right? But people do. Mm. So this is what, well, and, and she just breaks and, it down. She's like, okay, so here's what's going to happen: you guys can fight each other to the death. Pegasus will probably prevail, which Adama doesn't like. Don't count on it. <laughs> and uh, she's like, "You're gonna get, you're gonna take heavy casualties, and then where will you be limping around the galaxy, getting picked off by the jackals that are the Cylons? <laughs> exactly. I mean, what are you gonna do? Exactly. Like, you can quote the law all day. Here's the reality. Here's where 
right? You, your, your ability to, to project authority is only as much as you can protect that power or project that power or the power that you have. And this is a great example of that in reality. There you go. Exactly. And also, like, this situation, you know, we've talked a lot about it as far as even just Galactica and its fleet. But even, even with the addition of Pegasus, which I don't know the standard size of a crew for a battle star. I don't know. What do you think? Maybe 10,000? No. No. Couple thousand. Um, I can tell you right. I, I want to say around two thousand. Oh, okay. All <laughs> right. So somewhere in that range. Well, like so, adding them even into the fleet number. So we're still up around fifty-one thousand people. Your entire civilization is fifty-one thousand people, and the law is just an agreement among the people. And when the <laughs> people are this that, point. right? And it's like and when the people are this small. As soon as that tips more one way than the other, it kind of doesn't matter what the the aforementioned law is now we're just going to ignore it like because we have the power of force and more numbers like it doesn't really matter at this point she's been pointing that out of like you can say you have the authority but if adama chooses to ignore it you're still in a gunfight with another battle star like that, that's where we're at now so we're gonna have to work something out or we're gonna kill each other <laughs> nice um, the Pegasus is called a Mercury-class battle star. Uh, clearly, one of the most technologically advanced, uh, if not the most technologically advanced. Um, so pretty impressive. Main batteries have 42-gun heavy batteries, um, eight 1x2 dorsals, eight 1x2 ventrals, four 1x2 bow, four 1x2 starboard and port, eight total both sides. God damn, damn. dude. <clears throat> um, and the uh, series one chrome, um, there's a galactica shown with 68 secondary batteries. They have a point defense system. Of course, that makes sense because you're fighting fighters. Um, oh. Uh, Close-in weapon system. Uh, nuclear warheads and heavy missiles. Ship-to-ship missiles. Uh, the air group. Now, this is impressive. They're basically like, they're basically like uh, science fiction aircraft carriers. 80 yeah. vipers. Goddamn dog. Damn. That's a real projection. How many Galactica have? <clears throat> that's, that's what it's saying. The Battlestar Galactica was originally equipped with 80. Okay. At the okay. start of the series, not so much. Because remember, one wing was totally dedicated to a museum. Not even a joke, remember? Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, Galactica's kind of crew component that. prior to schedule decommission was approximately 2,000. Mm, okay. Yep. There you go. There's a list of Battlestars, which I will not say. Which, I mean, it's, most of them are listed as destroyed, obviously. Um, and then that's the, the armor... Battlestars are generally covered in smooth armor plating. Pegasus is a clear example. A newer Mercury-class Battlestar. Pretty cool. They can take a direct nuke, as we saw. God damn. Yeah, we saw that in the miniseries. Um, Shit, that's right. Yep, took a direct hit. But yeah, they're uh, they're, uh, seriously massively formidable. (laughs) Mm. No fucking joke. No fucking joke, dog. So there you go. Nice. Nice. So let's move on, shall we? After the uh, dressing down, Ross says, Destruction Silent Fleet will take precedence over all the considerations. After that, we will meet back here and resolve this issue. Love it. Love Kane it. says, I'll suspend executions until after the attack. And Rosalind <laughs> makes it clear, we will revisit this after the attack. Like attacks right. over success, good, execute the prisoners. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that happened so fast. <laughs> right, right. But no, this is tabled, basically. We get our first promotion in the uh, in the uh, episode. There's two to mention, right? That is right. Um, and I think first in the series, right? I mean, I, haven't, I don't remember anyone else getting promoted. I mean, just people getting their wings. Yeah, yeah, right. true pilots. Um, but yeah, this is this is one of the, my favorite moments with Kane, to be honest. It's fucking like, cool, man. 
she's like, you got fucking guts and nobody else, you know, like, like we've seen all series long, Ty is annoyed as shit by it. Everybody else kind of, you know, gets annoyed with, with her. And even Kane is pointing out like it was reckless in a sense. And you were disobeying orders and that pisses me off. But at the same time, you got the fucking job done and that's Mm -hmm. what I need. And I love that she just recognizes that usefulness, that efficiency, that fucking fearlessness. That's, that's, one of Kane's strong suits, you could argue, she can probably see, well, I don't know, it's tough to say, right? Well, it, it's funny when I think of her hierarchy of decision-making. Like, she sees usefulness, she can recognize competency, but then there are just these hang-ups that, like, she's willing to exactly. sacrifice the chief, or should I say execute in her mind, which is fraternization with a Cylon and plus murder. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It's tough the one. addition of America. But yeah, she makes Starbuck a captain, so she outranks Lee, which is hilariously cool. And they're probably <laughs> not going to go back and take that away, I would imagine. I would imagine, of all things, Adama would respect Admiral's decision to promote Starbuck. Right, right. And I, the way I felt about it, too, it was kind of one of those things where I imagine Kane being, like, surprised that Starbuck hasn't been promoted already, being like, hmm, you're still a lieutenant. Interesting. Like, probably also chalks that up to, like, Adama not seeing what he should or something in her mind. Yeah, I like it. So uh, she makes her uh, captain and then says you're the commander of the air group, right? Fucking A little crazy. confusing because you're saying commander, but that's... <laughs> captain, commander of the air group. She's captain Cat. and commander of the air group. Um, she needs a cag with guts and initiative, like you said. Kano said Stinger will be replaced. Bad day for Stinger. Shitty day for him, but he's an asshole, so screw it. Like a stupid name. Stinger, <laughs> Dumb name. really? That's your name. <laughs> they talk about Lee. Starbuck wants him on the team. Do you always get what you want most of the time, sir? Good, me too. You can have him. <laughs> and then talks about she proposes the idea that you know Starbucks going to go for it. Where she's like, "Well, I think how we go back to the colonies and kick the fracking Cylons out." That's I think Starbucks first. No, I'm pretty sure it's Kane who actually brings it up, and Starbucks is like kind of surprised and like, hell yeah, <laughs> nobody else has said this. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I will say that our ultimate. She goal- says, "I hear you want to return to Capricorn." You're right. Kane brings it up, but I apparently that was just a, that was just a writing choice to be done off screen, which Kane has heard the scuttlebutt of Starbucks' desires. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, that's that's true. We're both kind of right. Yay! High five. Um, Yay. Yeah, kick the silence out of their homes. She asks Starbuck what she thinks, as you already mentioned. And um, Rosalind and Adama talk. Dude, I, I cannot wait for your take on this scene. Dude. What the <laughs> fuck am... did you... What Did your did your mouth just fly open? Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm honestly still figuring out how I feel about Rosalind in this, this <clears throat> scene. I, I, I was like, holy shit. I truly never thought I would hear her say this shit. I'm like, you gotta kill her. You got to assassinate her. And I've got to kill her. Got to kill her. And Adama, I'm not an assassin. And he's fucking not. Mm. Like, uh, I, him, him being asked that is, ah, uh, it's so good. Because Boy, I that's truly a, that see is him. a big ask of that relationship. It really is. I mean, really is. there's a lot of chips in the bank, right? Uh, I mean, uh, but uh, that is a deep, I hope you got withdrawal protection because the deep withdrawal on that relationship uh, bank. Uh, You're going way in, pulling out uh, all your savings and hoping you don't kill overdraft. Your, kill your superior officer for me. Come on, <clears throat> baby. No, Oof. your colonial officer was taking an oath to protect this fleet. What do you think that is going? that she's going to do with the civilian fleet once she's eliminated you? You know I'm right. You just don't want to face it. 
So the whole world has gone mad. Good old Adama. God. Fucking keeping that level head. Damn. Keeping it. Thinking on it. He's thinking on it. That's why I like Adama. He doesn't answer this. He doesn't sit there and flatly say no. He's just like, look, I'm not an assassin. And basically, I'm walking away from this. I'm going to go think about this. I'll tell you. I mean, we do see how the episode ends. You know, Adama, uh, Kane does not make a move on Adama. She does abort it. She does belay it. She does say nay, nay, negative, no joy on that, on the, on the commander mm-hmm. kill. <laughs> but I'll tell you, it was good of Roslyn to make him aware that this game is at this level. And, and yeah. you, know, I, you know, it's important. It, it always, you know, so many things in life come down to where somebody at is mentally compared to where somebody else is mentally and what kind of stakes they're willing to risk. You talk about this a lot. Like, go back to our dumb Kiefer Sutherland thing regarding Stand By Me. We can bring it back, which is the (laughs) game of chicken. If if Ace in Stand By Me, if you haven't seen it, he's it's 1950s scumbag and he he plays chicken on the road, right, with his old muscle car. If Ace hates his fucking guts, he hates himself, and he projects all that apathy and pain onto everyone around him, and he's in a game of chicken with you, and he doesn't care about his life. He hates himself so much, and he has this massive insecurity about being the victor. He's very dangerous compared to somebody who is just, oh, I'm fucking around. <laughs> exactly. And, and it, yeah. you could He'll actually do it's it. Like this in, it's like this in many things, right? It, it comes down to like, okay, you, you're going to get in a street fight with this guy? Awesome. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna, you're gonna go after that guy? Awesome. Do you know that guy? Do you, what do you, do you have kids? Right. You do. Okay, cool. You have a wife. Do you know him? Are you sure that after you beat him up, he's not going to go to your house and kill everybody? Cause he doesn't give a fuck. Are you sure? <laughs> exactly. Are, do you know that guy? Are you positive? Have you thought it through? And that's what this reminds me of. Adam is playing one game and Kane is already playing a different game. And Rosalind has to connect those dots for him. Like right. this is the game you're playing. Okay. This is the game that she's playing. Her game has different rules than your game. Than your game. That's like saying, okay, we're going to sit down and play Monopoly, but she's got all the money in the bank because she's playing it differently. <laughs> exactly. She's breaking the rules. So you're playing by the rules. You're not going to win. She's going to win because she's made up her own rules. If you don't do the same, you don't go buy a copy of Monopoly and get your own money, you're not going to win ever. So fucking right. figure it out. And what, what it's, I think it's is crazy, so- man. It's such a... What a ballsy move. This is so is. compelling, this drama between these two. And what I think it's what's so momentous about Rosalind specifically bringing that up, because you, you know, we know her. We know she wouldn't be somebody to order the killing of somebody if, if she could ever avoid it. Um, but once in her mind, the fleet of civilians are so at risk. And I think all of this, you know, this information drifting in from, you know, Ty talking to their XO and people talking, the scuttlebutt, getting back to her, this information about the civilian fleet having been stripped, you know, all of these things, her connecting the dots of if Kane is in charge of the fleet, they're going to be considered disposable and they're going to be considered beneath the military and at their, at their means only. And once I think that is that's the bar for her. Once the civilian fleet is directly at risk of something like that, she can't allow the idea of Kane being in charge of them. Of course, that's she, when she's she like, is Fuck it. bound by the colonial whatever you want to call it constitution or whatever their articles of faith or the whatever the fucking I forget what they're called the quorum. Yeah, something like that. that's that's the advisors whatever their whatever their constitution is. 
is for her to protect the people. That's, that's mission one. And I mean, and it's in her mind, they are all friends because of Kane's, because of Kane's ability to want to ravage civilian fleets. Now, I don't even know if she understands that at this point, but Roslyn can see right through Kane. And this is a, a skill that Roslyn has, uh, this ability to size people up. Now, Bill has a different relationship with Kane. He's known Kane for many years, we, we know. I don't know how well he knows him. It's, it's speculated that he knows Kane. They know each other by their first names. And probably under very, under very nice circumstances. Like, we're not at war anymore. We're not being threatened. Oh, we're at a right. function. Oh, we went to this thing. Shake hands. Ah, you know, she is who she is. I am who I am. Whatever, fine. Like, Rosalind doesn't have any of this. Rosalind just no. sees her for who she is in this moment, and she can see her pretty clearly because she hasn't been talking to Colonel Ty. Colonel Ty doesn't report to the president yeah. behind Adama's back. He'd eat a bullet before he did that, right? <laughs> this is just pure instinct, and that is fascinating, and that, that really says something about Rosalind. Ty's literally getting information from an eyewitness that he's fucking pumping for information via liquor. <laughs> exactly. And it, and, it, and it takes both of them to tell Adama, listen, dude, right? Adama doesn't want to see it. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to face it in a sense. There's part of that too. Right. But yet he's already been willing to dispatch vipers completely, basically commit mutiny uh, and be like, we're done. We're going to fight. We're going to, we're going to, if that's sure. what's going to come to it, we're going to sure. come to it. But, uh, but yeah, no, I do think there's, it's a different level of proposition, the idea of you need to personally assassinate her. You need to get that done. Right. That's, that's intense. It's Big intense. ask. Yep. But um, Boomer's medical report. Baby's okay. No permanent damage from the attack. The attack, is that what they're calling it now? Adama says they were not from the Galactica. They were from the Pegasus. So what? What about healing the chief? I heard they're going to be executed, Sharon says. I'm not going to let that happen. How are we going to do that? Isn't Admiral Kane in command? I'm going to tell you what. That line, really that manipulative. <laughs> that is some, that's, that's that old Cylon programming kicking in, I think. How are you going <laughs> to do that? She Isn't charge? she in charge of you? Doesn't that offend your monkey ego? I wish you would have said it like that. Oh, <laughs> isn't that frail woman? Not frail, tall, super strong. Isn't that frail woman in charge of you, big strong man? Huh? Where's your machismo now, Mr. Olmos? That's some fucking, that's some <laughs> sick shit right there. It's so yeah. manipulative, dude. I love it. But it's subtle. How are you going to do that? Isn't she in command? I love it. I love that shit from Sharon. But hey, she's trying to protect somebody she loves. Everybody's protecting people they love. Everybody. <laughs> And this is what happens when they all have different goals. They all start cracking their heads together like a bunch of dumb rams. <laughs> <laughs> like we pointed out last time, stupid humans. As soon as they see each other, they start killing each Correct. other. Correct. Go Cylons. There we go. What happened to you? Adama starts. Uh, was unforgivable. Sorry, my coddle sounded like Adama. Uh, happened aboard my ship on my watch, and it's my responsibility. I personally apologize. Big fucking deal. Um, yeah. See that she's okay and sent back to her cell, Adama says. Mm-hmm. Mm. Then Lee checks in on Hilo and the chief. You know, Adama didn't have him... to go down there and, and present himself to her. He didn't have to do that. Oh, absolutely not. But I, that's the thing. I, I know that there is that relationship He's that, fond of that her. he has had with Sharon. Yeah, that he can't just dismiss. And we've already seen Adama question the idea of like, well, if they're, if they're a machine, but you can feel that much for them, like, does it matter? Um, and so he, that's definitely rattling around in his brain still. He, he 
won't admit it, but he still has a fondness for her. Yes, I agree. Chief and Hilo? Chief and Hilo. Getting, getting to find out the old man went to war for you. <laughs> Fucking, dude. That's some, dude, how good must you feel? In one, I know it's a dire situation. You're still in a jail cell. Not Just much to see Lee must personally. feel good. A familiar face, right. yeah. But also to hear that, yeah, the, the commander, Commander Adama himself, uh, dispatched vipers to go attack <laughs> Pegasus, <laughs> if need be, for year two dumbasses. Right. Like, well, damn, they, they definitely care. <laughs> Lee goes, I got to be honest, you know, if it was just you, you'd probably be dead. But Chief, I mean, yeah. I need my planes to fly. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> need my knuckle dragger. That's what he said. I think he literally said that to him. I need my planes in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> need my good mechanic boy. Get in there, ape man. <laughs> well, how many different kinds of stupid are you? Lee says, good news, you aren't dead. The firing shots are in a whole new after this big op. Lee breaks it down. Mentions how the Pegasus Galactic almost shot each other up, as you said. Um, let's go over to uh, something we haven't seen in a long-ass time. Yeah, man. And I'm not talking about a half-naked six. I'm talking about, <laughs> first of all, this piece of real estate. <laughs> <laughs> all of oh, it. my uh. God. And Gaius is like, I'm bored of this place. <laughs> Dude, are you? You're bored. <laughs> really? The six you foot tall fuck? lady in your bed, you're bored. Come on. I don't... Ah, I've got naked women in my palatial mansion. Yes. I'm bored. Look at this huge lake at my behest. I'm so bored. <laughs> I'm bored with it. <laughs> <laughs> it bores me. <laughs> I'm terribly vexed. <laughs> well... No, that's, that's not really what he's saying. He's saying, um, I've lost interest not in you in this place. I suppose you don't really miss it anymore. Right. And this is, I love this line. I love this dialogue from her. Uh, it's so Is she just always dripping with the highest rating seduction stat you could have in a role-playing game? Just Basically, everything yeah. drips out of her mouth. She just oozes sensuality at all times. All times. She's everything so disarming serious. constantly. What a nightmare she is. She is a nightmare. She is a dream and a nightmare all at once. This, this launches a thousand ships, this person. This is like, cool, oh, I'm yeah. going to destroy your country and kill your babies for her. This is what it is. Helen of Troy. It's fucking crazy. But I love the dialogue. Sports, you're joking. No, I used to go to the pyramid coach for the game. If I timed it right, I'd be just sitting down at the horn. She talks about the waves of emotion crashing yeah. over mm-hmm. that's what she that's what she emphasizes that she awesome. loved you know I, I had a second ticket for you I, even though I knew I could never get you to the game but I was there to experience that wave of emotion of the crowd it was like electricity mm. which is fascinating to me awesome. that like she was so connected to humanity so interested in and participating in that and feeling the rush of that yeah but but so, it, it, it makes sense too because what do we know about head six anyway would you call her a thinker or a feeler if you had to pick one? Ooh. Not saying she's dumb and doesn't think. That's not what I'm saying. Right. But man, she is a uh, sensual yeah, a beast. Like that's, that's true. All every movement, every graceful step, every guys, everything, always. That's why she's that's terrifying. True. She terrifies me. Oh yeah. Right, she 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 could talk you into like sawing yes. your own leg off for her. You're like, I, I guess you know this what? Makes sense. You're right. I should kill my mom. You're right about that. I should do that. Yes. Who else should I kill? Yes. Anyone. You're right. I should. Who needs a bus full of kids? You're right. <laughs> Anything for you. She terrifies me. 
Yeah. Anyway. It's true. She admits she always wanted him to go, even though she knew he wouldn't. Right. Uh, and I am still, I am still, especially come part two, rattling that dialogue around in my brain. Like, what does this mean? What does she mean? Mm, what does this say about her? So, what does it uh, say about... Intriguing all the time. Yeah. And oh, especially the question of, of Pegasus 6 and, and that dynamic later on. Bah, boy, that is, that is some serious mindfuckery. Yes, yes, indeed. And six is sell. Let's move over there because, oof, boy. Kane comes in. Ah, I see you got it to eat. Fucking dumbass, stupid Cylon making us think it was one of our friends. Kicks her in the face. Can you get your real over? Spits on her. Guy tells her to stop, reminding her that physical contact will set efforts back. Again, placating to how he knows how to talk to Kane instinctively, this guy. Yeah, he knows it. She won't be as useful to you if you're kicking her around. Gives, so please stop. So, so Kane's like, here, take these photos. Check these out, huh? We got our hot celebrity Sahan nudes here. Ah, that's true. <laughs> as soon as she's See gone. See what she can make of this. Dude, when Six attacks him, she is a force to be reckoned with, this giant woman. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she gets on top of him in a half a second. Knees up on him, <laughs> fucking hands choking him out. I mean, she, she just chooses to stop. She could have had him right oh, here. Yeah, dead man. Dead man. No question. The way he scrambles across the Oh, cell. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> the least martial fucking person it's, among them. I love the, the instinct to survive by putting as much space between you and the attacker. It's so great <laughs> to watch. Away, away. He just slams into the bulkhead. <laughs> she goes the other way. And she says, What, Matthew? I want to die. Will you help me do that? Oof. And again, what I find interesting about this whole moment here, of this even this moment of her attacking him, it, it's like she's taking it out on him because she trusts him in a sure. weird way. You know what I yep, mean? I like do. she has this moment of she can't attack any of the Marines. They're going to fucking shoot her to death. She can't attack Kane. She's going to get shot to death. She's stuck here with Gaius, who she's already started to form a bond with and probably does have some memories of. She's, she is a six. There's got to be something there. And she dives on him, attacks him. It's like she wants to get it out. And it's like it's like that whole weird, like it comes out against the people you love thing. Like she kind of trusts him. Therefore, she attacks him, lets loose on him, but gets a hold of herself and pleads with him. Yeah, there's she a... Wants um, to die. It kind of reminds me of uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. The, the rage that he feels and, and he looses it on, on whatever he has an opportunity to loose it on by going after Lucy and just to hurt mean you know like there's there's this thing with her like i can't attack kane right now because i'll be shot to death and i don't want that because i do want to lose my rage and here's an opportunity where i think i could murder this monkey with my hands and she (laughs) takes it but she realizes quickly that's not the answer right right so i think she gets a hold of herself basically i mean this starts a, a really interesting dynamic between these two but we'll come back to it let's talk about laird meeting adama Dude, this is so good. Laird's not military, is he? I love it. <laughs> Just like right away. I love he goes right to Cali. Uh, no. Cali. <laughs> um, how do you get on the Pegasus? Scott Blaze, the Pegasus used to have a civilian fleet, but something happened to it. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, yeah, let's what hap- what happened about to it? it? I wonder. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so not good. So not good. So we'll, we'll, we go, we'll be up in the air for the attack thing. I mean, um, yeah, yes, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, dude. So awkward. So awkward. <laughs> the attack thing? Cool. You're fired. Right now you're fired. 
Why are you fired? Because this operation's too big. You, you sorry. You can advise the chief. Callie, you're the chief of the deck. I'm not kidding. <laughs> like, done. You're done, Laird. Today, your last day. People <laughs> dropping shit. I mean, it's just so loosey-goosey without the chief. I love that. I know. Yeah, it's already just fucking coming undone down there. Yeah, it's coming undone, man. Uh, Ty's getting information about the Scylla from Jack Fisk, Colonel Jack Fisk, right? Yes, indeed. Uh, I love how, you know, we don't see Did it. Did I say Colonel? From Is this, he a Colonel? I don't remember. Yeah, he's a Colonel. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's a Colonel. Um, but no, I love how we don't see it, but we cut from Callie telling that to Adama. We see Adama's face as he starts to walk away. Then we cut to Ty talking to him. So you know it's a little bit of like, hey, Ty, go tie another one on with that <laughs> with that old Jack. Let's find out a little more about the Scylla. Dude, what did we learn about the Scylla? Um, let's have a listen. Do you want to hear what we, we learned about it? We found yeah. her and few other civvies about a week after the attack. They were good ships. FTL drives, some weapons even. A lot of potential spare parts that we could use on Pegasus. So the Admiral made a decision. Military needs are a priority. You strip them. You strip the ships for parts. Sweet mother of Artemis. How much equipment did you take? You take their jump drives? Left all those people marooned out there. No, not all. Admiral Kane looked over the passenger list and she made a decision about who was valuable and who wasn't. Scylla was the toughest. Laird and 15 other men and women, they were all, all traveling with their families, wives, husbands, children. Selectees. Refused to go. There was resistance. So the order came down to shoot the family of anyone who refused to come. Leadership 101. <laughs> Kill the families of your people. That inspires loyalty. <laughs> Good Jesus. lord, man. <laughs> like, she is so lucky that Laird isn't just, like, building pipe bombs in his spare time to fucking assassinate everyone. He probably is, like, I mean, they, they they have to, he's late for a shift, they go to his quarters one day, and there's just a stack of crew people, just throats <laughs> cut. Oh, I was, uh, hi, hi, he's, he, like, waves with bloody hands, he's like, I was, uh, I was just kind of working my way through till I got to Kane, I'm, I'm sorry. Just going through them all, and then I'm gonna detonate a dirty bomb in the middle of the ship, because fuck all of you, yeah, <laughs> you killed yeah, my I'm, family. I guess I'm just going to kill everybody now. Sorry. I mean, you know, he's so nonchalant about it. I'm a pretty unassuming guy, but I uh, have a penchant for murder. It's true. Hmm. I've killed many, many, many people. Well, <laughs> God. Boy. Jesus, Hey, man. great. Lee goes and reports Fucking. to his superior officer. Starbuck. <laughs> <laughs> Take it. that. Report to the cat. Take that, daddy's boy. <laughs> you motherfucker, <laughs> you love it. Huh? But uh, it is really good. The dynamic is so nice to see it shifted. Starbuck is fucking in, uh, all. Yeah, go ahead. 
leaned up behind the desk and shit. Ah, it's good. It's good. Starbucks in heavy contemplation, right? Lee reports that the chief and healer are holding well for now. Starbucks asks for help planning the op. Lee asks if she will carry on as if nothing has happened. Lee, she's in command. What do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, that is kind of a dumb question from Lee. Super like, dumb question. What do you mean, man? What do you, what do you want you want me to get me myself a, executed? Right. Like, you know, I'll stand with Commander Adama if he's going to take the whole fucking Galacta against him and all of our Vipers against him. That's one thing. Me on my own over here? What do you want me <laughs> to do? Fucking hold up the show? I want to be the CAG. Protest? I don't care if you die. Me, CAG. Daddy's CAG. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Daddy's little CAG. <laughs> Daddy got me a little t-shirt that said Daddy's CAG. Nope. It's, not anymore. It's in sparkles. Not anymore. Big Mama showed up to change things. Name's Kane. Go take it up with her. Go ahead. Let me know how go you ahead. make out. Yeah. Go ahead and, re- uh, go ahead and uh, challenge your authority. Them around. See what happens. You got a better chance of living on a Klingon ship if you do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about a Gaius scene. Uh, Gaius brings a set of clothes. This is a great scene. Gaius yeah, brings a set of clothes uh, to Six. She stands up. He looks away. Um, but, he, but he does peek to see her wounds are wicked. Dude, so bad. And like Gaius, oh man, he's so good here. I mean, he's so good. The fact that he fucking turns away, he can't bear it. This is the honestly, these episodes are the first time I've truly realized how much yeah. Gaius actually loves Six. Yeah. I mean, like, there is this thing. He you know, that we, states it. Right, right. It's like we've seen them grow together in this weird kind of codependent, strange thing. But it also half the time you're always like is he just being held hostage like how much does he really have feelings for her? but th- at the end of the day he really cares about her he can't bear to look at her wounded and in pain like it, it kills him. he's a person yeah you know he's outside of his intellect and good looks and charm he's probably how most people would be right right um well he asks her about her uh, the nature of her consciousness and this, this is great huge. she reveals some soldier i had a mission I thought that when it was done that I would die, that you would kill me, that I would download into a new body, be reborn, but you didn't kill me. The things you did to me, the things they did to you were wrong, evil. I am not one of them. You have to believe me. Things are going to get better for you from this moment, I promise. And what does she say? What does she fucking say? I want to die. Still, yeah. But you know, you can't die. Your consciousness will merely transfer and you'll wake up in another body. Not if you destroy that. This is massive. This really is. This not is the, not the, just the information that we get about the resurrection ship, but this character, this six, her thought process. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. This has, to, mean, this has to make you... I, I really need your thoughts on this. And, and, <laughs> and, and, I'm, and I have questions for you if you don't arrive at these thoughts on your own. So please, just go. Ooh. I mean, for me, this all I could think about was the individuality of Cylons. Like, that's Aha. what it br- brought up in focus for me. I was like, okay, shit. Like, this is truly a – what's interesting about this one in particular is that she is – and I don't think this necessarily applies to all Cylon agents who are embedded <laughs> amongst humanity. Uh, but she just flat out says, I knew what I was. I knew I was a soldier, and I knew I had a mission to complete, and I did it. So that that's something already different right there that I do think is genuinely different from the uh, Galactica boomer. Like I, you know, she knew. I don't think she ever had a moment. I'm talking about six now. Uh, this six that she, you know, ever doubted that she was a Cylon. She flat out says she knew. She says it. Um, 
but in that same time, she's also saying she wants to die and to die for real, to not be downloaded, to be gone. And that to me sounds like such a particular and individual desire. Like that is not Cylon programming. That is an individual saying, I don't want to be a part of the Cylons anymore. I want to, to be gone. I don't want to be resurrected. And, and, that and, is, and that how do we and how do we prove that this is exactly what she wants and not a grand manipulation? How do we prove it? By her mm. revealing intelligence crucial to the fucking Cylon secrets. Right. I mean, her pointing out the intelligence tells you that she is a completely and utterly broken in spirit. Right. That she wants right. to die forever. So bad. Yeah. And she's willing to give it up. Willing to part with crucial information about the capabilities of the Cylons and their resurrections. That's fucking massive implications. It shows that they aren't just being programmed by some hive mind somewhere, that they are individuals. At least this one is. Right, right. And it, it makes me wonder about how if they're once kind of disconnected from the system in, in some way that they their individuality starts to grow on its own. Like they start to, you mm. know, them being away from being part of the Cylon fleet, like it nurtures this like weird human-like consciousness. I don't well, know, man. I, don't know. I mean, it's, it's more so human than human, we say over at the Tyrell Corporation, Matthew. <laughs> more human than human. And, and I think that's very important because... One of the things we've, you've speculated about that I happen to, to be familiar with is the idea that you can only make this thing so perfect and not get some of the byproducts of the thing you're imitating. Right, it, exactly. If, if I were to transform you into a lion, you might start to understand the plight of the lion. <laughs> right? All these rich dentists are trying to kill me. <laughs> yes, that, that among other things, right? <laughs> Finding food every day, uh, not right. getting your fucking jaw kicked off, not, right? Yeah, you, there's something. There is something you, right that matters. You start to, yeah. If you are put in that position, it it, it is saying yes. Walking, and I mean, it's not that simple. This is a, a little more more of a literal transformation right. into the being in question, so you can properly infiltrate it. I don't. I don't think a a centurion grapples with these uh, consciousness questions of identity and things of this nature. No. <laughs> but but yeah, no, there, there's something to be said for if you're living out and behaving this, the exact way of something you're trying to imitate and truly living as that thing for a long period of time, maybe months, years, you will start to think like them. You will start to sure. develop feelings about them. Like there's just no way to avoid that. Mm-hmm. Watch any... Any film about a deep undercover, watch, go watch Donnie Brasco mm-hmm. and tell me, and by the end of it, he doesn't feel something for Pacino's character. He loves him. He loves him. Right. Can't help it. I love these monkeys I was deployed with. It's interesting. These human monkeys. Well, let's talk about, um, she looks at the recon photo, this ship. What's so important about this ship? And what? Ooh, ooh, and, well, now we know. And, and what does he do? Oh, smart Gaius. Well, for one, he talks about that this is their only means. You know, now that they're Hold so on, far back away up. from. What does he do? Immediately reports oh, this takes to the information to her. Oh yeah, immediately. Gaius doesn't fuck around. Make no mistake about it. There's part of you that might think, oh, he he loves her. He's heroic. He's not going to tell. He's going to spring her free. He's going to live happily ever after. No. 
We're dealing with Gaius. He immediately tells Kane the information. Uh, he knows not to this, fuck with Kane. Oh, yeah. The Cylons call this their resurrection ship. Boom. There we are. And this is what do we learn here, the, man? What'd you learn this week? So fucking much about the Cylons. Talk to me about this tech. So, Oh, I love it. They're so they are so far away at this point, chasing these damn monkeys through space. So far away from their Cylon homeland, wherever that is, whatever it is, that they can't use their normal download channels to to insert their consciousnesses back into new bodies. They have to have this resurrection ship. It's almost like a mobile. It's, it's their Wi-Fi signal booster for their resurrections, <laughs> uh, and they have to have it. Like. That's why we, we talked about how this fleet was set up differently. Kane was the one who brought up, you know, we've been tracking this fleet. They have two base stars, you know, so many fucking raiders, and also this unidentified ship that they're protecting. We have no idea why it's so important. Now we fucking know. If any Cylon after this ship is destroyed is killed, they're dead and gone. That consciousness is gone. And that, dude, the implications of that are huge, but also so still difficult to comprehend it, it makes me wonder about every individual copy and how and what that means indeed you know i i think about one of the things i i would have been really fascinating would be if if guys had more time with the captured six uh, and i'm and i'm sorry to rewind a little bit it would have been fascinating that you you talking made me think this it would be fascinating to ask her because she says I believe it was the following. I'm a soldier. I'm on a mission. And I thought that was done. I would die. It would have been fascinating to try to get into the motivation of that because I'm wondering, did she just wake up with that motivation? Mm-hmm. Right. A person, a person, well, take, take the, take the, mili- the, the American military. A person is, is motivated to go, to do. They, they, that doesn't, they don't wake up and get that. Right. So right. I wonder because the, the reason, what made me think this is the, the line that's coming, which is, Doctor, you've just identified the most important ship in the galaxy. And I would like to add, I would like to editorialize there and say, yeah, exactly. And he gave her pants in an, in an apple and he was nice to her. <laughs> right. You had Good her for point. how long? Kicking her and beating her. So, so I wonder what, what if they got to her sooner? Is, is she compliant because she's been totally broken and wants to die? Why part with the information? I guess we already determined why, because she wants to die forever. So maybe that emotional, that but, but still, to sell out your compatriots just so you can have peace? I, right. I, well, I, I'm I mean, willing to, I'm, I guess my point is, I'm, I'm thinking out loud and brainstorming, I'm willing to entertain the idea that perhaps, had they went with Kara and not stick when they first caught her, if she would have parted with this intelligence sooner. Mm, Tough to say, right? Interesting. Because what yeah. motivates her, right? That's what this comes back to. You, you, if, you ca- if you catch a fucking Delta Force guy, good luck, right? Like, they, there's a motivation there to get where they got. Did, did she wake up one day and have a mission and, and, and doesn't even know why and just goes and does it? I mean, she's conscious of the fact that she knows she's doing a mission, but what motivates right. her? And if you can get what to the motivation, motiv- can you flip her, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking well, and that's cool. what he's done here. And to me, you know what it implies? It, it makes me think more about how this would be unusual and unacceptable among Cylons. Like, the, I don't think suicidal uh, thoughts <laughs> yes. are a Cylon, you know, it's like, a sin. Approved Otherwise, thing. she'd kill herself. That's another thing right. we haven't even yeah. talked about. Yeah, she won't kill herself. Super interesting. Yes, very interesting. 
I, I love this. This is something I, when I, on my first watch through right about here, when she's saying that, I remember thinking to myself, isn't this an interesting, almost allegorical look at, now that we know that the 12 colonies are represented by the, the signs of the Zodiac, it's almost interesting to imagine that the Cylons have this Christ representation, the one God that kind of destroys these old gods. Right. Fucking right. wild, man. It's cool. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Gaius seems concerned that he's identified the most uh, in, in, insane ship in the galaxy. But there's another line in here from Starbuck that's pretty important, Matt. Talk to me about that one. Do you remember it? Uh, wait, when she's talking about how they really die? or and What Starbuck surmises. I believe she says something on the line, along the lines well, of... That they might even stop Maybe they'll us. fucking yeah. relax if they know they can't they'll just fuck. wake up in bed. Yeah, that's... Yeah. It's a great that's, point, right? Is, now the stakes are higher. Right. It's, that's been such a major like differentiator between the stakes of the Cylons and the humans that like the humans at all times could always be on the verge of total oblivion. Like, you die, you die. The Cylons, they're, they're willing to sacrifice shit. They're willing to throw, you know, toasters and copies of, you know, human Cylons at shit to get things done. Fuck it. If they die, they get re- reborn again. No real loss. <laughs> now that you be able to inflict real permanent loss changes the whole tempo of war. Absolutely. I mean, they, they, I mean, they can't you, do the same you thing. You eliminate hesitation if you're Cylon, if you're the Cylons. Because hesitation is going to come from doubt. Doubt's probably going to come from someplace in, with fear and you're mortal, so you're going to be kind of afraid to die, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> all things considered. You, you t- it's, it's, it's like, and I know Scott Warboy's in the chat talking about Terminators, the, the, like the Terminator franchise. Yes, Terminators, it's kind of, I know he's not saying this exactly, but, but think about that for just a second, right? It's, it's, you are, there's no hesitation. There's no fear of death ever. So you, you yeah. can respond so much faster. There's no hesitation about the danger. You could argue that might not be good, that sometimes thought is required, but I'm of the opinion that training takes over and you respond the way you're trained and there is no real conscious thought in a lot of these high ten situations. And, um, man, that's a disadvantage now. now and, and it's probably a, a double disadvantage because humans are conditioned to think like this and they're not, and now suddenly they are. Right, suddenly they have to grapple with it. <laughs> it's wild. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Well... That's intense, man. So we go back to Rosalind Adama. She's feeling ill, but assures Adama she isn't dying today. Adama tells her of Ty's findings. It's who she is. She's playing for keeps, and you should do the same. You've become so bloody-minded. I know that as long as Kane lives, your survival is at risk. I know that. Mm-hmm. Your survival. That's we're, We are hovering around this word in mm, these episodes. We are. Survival. We sure are. What does it mean to survive? What is it worth the sacrifice to survive? And a lack of hesitation. That's another thing yeah. that comes up. Kane mentions it. It's um, what? Do you, what can I get you? I lo- this is fucking heart wrenchingly adorable. A new body, perhaps one of those Cylon models from the Resurrection ship. I can't <laughs> see you as a blonde. You'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my younger days. Commander, she wants it to kill you. Don't let her. <laughs> Indeed, I love it. That is such a. That is such a powerful line from her to him now In, now that they indeed. have they've been through the amount of things they've come out of the other side of together you know been through so much distrusted each other have come back to trusting each other and i think their their trust is very tight now and her saying that to him with confidence is that sticks in his brain man i'll tell you when i first watched this i remember thinking of this 
impending doom for Rosalind by the way she was talking about his survival, not ours. Yeah. Like she's already yeah. resigned herself to, and that was just disturbed the shit out of me. <laughs> Your survival, kill you. I mean, she clearly knows his implications for her should he go down, but she doesn't say it that oh, yeah. way. She puts it all on him. Right. Because she knows he'll keep being there. Mm. She's reconciled her own death. Supposedly, yeah. Well, Hilo and the chief. The chief says he's going to make some changes when he gets out. I like this contemplation of I might get executed, so I'm going to change my life. Me and Sharon, it's done. I mean, really done. I can't do it anymore. Don't get me wrong, LT. What we did, I would do again in a heartbeat, but I got to let it go. I so thought I had let it go. Good stuff. We talked a lot about this, didn't we? Right. Uh, For Chief to let go of the situation is just so sticky and complicated. I love him. Ah. Poor guy. Um, but then I, I actually love this moment from Hilo too, when he's talking about, man. do you think I don't know? Like, I love him just pointing out, like, don't you guys mistake me for being, like, all starry-eyed. And, like, now I'm just in love and clueless. Now, like, I know what this is. I know how this looks. I look like I'm fucking insane. It's I look awesome. like the weirdo who's been brainwashed by Cylons. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have a fucking half-Cylon baby with her. I know I look crazy. That hot Cylon, like, I, strange boy. And an Asian to boot. No, but seriously, like nobody, we've never considered this before, really. We haven't spent a lot of time. And if we did, it was, I'm speaking for myself. And if I did, it was a passing thought. If you hear him explicitly state it, you go, oh yeah, he's a person too. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's great it's, to hear from him. It's like I'm losing my mind. Right. I'm in love with a woman that I know isn't a woman and I'm having a baby. What is that? What does that mean? And I, and dude, how honest is it? You know, there are so many times, so many other situations, other shows, you could have this same line and it would be disingenuous or kind of a backhanded thing. But when Hilo's like, so if you can let go of it, let go. Mm-hmm. Of it. Like, and that is so sincere. I think he genuinely means that of like, dude, if you can free yourself of your feelings about all this situation, move on, do that for yourself. Because like, I, I can't. That's basically the subtext. I'm, yeah. I'm stuck in it, and I, I'm, I'm dealing with it. Yeah. So he's like, just fucking free yourself. Adam is in heavy contemplation, grappling with his duties, right? His ethics, the words of Rosalind echoing in his brain, Cain doing the same, both thinking about planning each other's demise. Oh, I love it. Fucking I awesome. I love the end of this episode, dude. It is so fucking good. For one, I'm all boned up. You get me a glowing fucking map board with ships on it. We're moving around, planning on things. I'm, I'm ah. so ready. Ah. Here's the plan, Matthew. It goes a little ah. bit like this. The Ooh. resurrection ship is the objective. It's followed by two base stars. We'll learn the plan is to let them find us. We will feign mining operations as a bit of a ploy. Uh, they will use civilian decoys who appear to be struggling with uh, their FTL drives. The Raiders will be drawn off. The Pegasus and Galactica will break in and attack the base stars. Meanwhile, Lee will jump in with the Blackbird and take out the FTL and the Resurrection ship. Ty asks, why not nuke it? Good note. In our simulations, we learn that they would detect the nuke and destroy the ship. Ah, good answer. That's why you're planning the op. Once the FTL is down... Galactic Pegasus will take on the base stars and all the squadrons will then attack the resurrection ship. Clearly, they have no defense for this. There's a huge, long beat. Dama looks to Kane. Is there a problem, Commander? No, that's her. Is there a problem, Commander? I need time to study the operational details. Suit yourself. I've studied the deals and I'm satisfied. Adam asks for her CAG Starbuck to discuss some details, i.e. murder. But I love the plan. 
I love it, dude. I just love the idea of pulling away all of their defenses and leaving this thing defenseless. And again, I, I know they were going to use it. It's like it's fucking Chekhov's gun once you introduce course, it. Of course. But the fucking Blackbird, it's like, oh, hell yes. Sneaking in, taking out the FTL drives. Uh, it's, I just love the sneakiness of this whole operation. But like a good dungeon so master badass. or game master, they take it away, right? <laughs> it gets fucking smashed up. It gets blown up. Oh, yeah. But it's good. You, you, you let the players have their fun, but you can't let them have that chip the whole time. It's too powerful. <laughs> too powerful. Uneven. <laughs> Uneven. Tipping the bow. On, on Imba. Imba. All right. <laughs> so Kane, on the way back to the Pegasus, she tells Jack that she wants detachment marines on the Galactica. Loyal. Razors. Hand-picked, yeah. Hand-picked mm. razors. Very cool. Um, and then we go to uh, Adam Mattel's Starbuck. He has a mission. You're not gonna like. I love this editing here. I don't like it. My this shit. My my buddy, dude. My buddy Mikey. He said this line so many times back in the day. I loved it every time he'd say it. He, he's like, dude. My favorite part of this whole show. Almost. I want you to pull out your weapon and shoot Admiral Kane in the head. <laughs> it's so no, not shooter, not killer. Pull out your weapon and shoot her in the head. 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 Make sure it's done. I want her brains all over the CIC. Good Lord, are you sure? Are you sure? Because God, that's so intense. So fucking intense. And I mean, the fact that we're cutting back and forth from each of them plotting the same thing. Who's going to get it over the other? Like, how is this going to actually work out? And honestly, Jack, her XO, and fucking Starbuck each having the same yeah. stern, I kind of can't believe what you're asking me face. Indeed. I like oh, Operation. Man. He doesn't say Operation, but when you hear me say downfall. <laughs> okay, dude. Real <laughs> subtle. <laughs> Not strawberry fields. So good. <laughs> strawberry fields forever. <laughs> but yeah, I love how coy about it Kane is. Like Kane is still kind of making it much more like bureaucratic sound. She's like, execute op, you know, case orange. And he's like, shoot her in the head. <laughs> I know. It's the only way to <laughs> so be sure. Good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> awesome. Well, that is part one of Resurrection Ship. We are going to take a brief break to top off our drinks and, uh, you know, go to the bathroom, all that fun. Hit the head. And, um, <laughs> and uh, we will be back to, uh, to wrap up our coverage of Resurrection with part two. We'll see you guys in a couple of minutes. Attention on Pegasus. Prepare to launch attack squadrons. Copy to Galactica. Aye, sir. Attention on Galactica. Prepare to launch attack squadrons. Starbuck, Pegasus, resurrection ship 12 low at 15. Watch your intervals. Take your posts. All right, pal. It's time to wrap up our cover of Resurrection with uh, Resurrection Part 2. Of course, these will be appearing on the same podcast, but we've got that little break in the middle there. And, uh, dude... So here we are. We're going to wrap things up. And yeah. uh, we start off with um, Leah Dama just doing a little backflow, huh? Hanging out in a little, yeah. someplace in a the Pacific tight. Northwest by the look of it. 
Kind of. It did. I actually wondered. I was like, oh, where the hell they shot that? Hmm. Uh, but yeah, interesting, tight focus on Lee for the beginning of this episode. And, and even later on of him floating, floating peacefully, the, drifting along in the water, and then starts to get the sun in his eyes as he looks up and sees a fucking Cylon Raider pouring down on him. And then it turns away and we see he's actually just floating alone in space. Fucked. And then 48 hours earlier. Yeah. Dude. Jesus. By the way, crazy. I just want to say, great backflow. Yeah, and dude, I was thinking the same I mean, thing. I was like, dude, every time I exhale, my feet well. are dipping back down, and I'm like, better breathe in again. I'm a decent swimmer like on that. account of having yeah. done a lot of swimming for exercise, but I uh, tend to sink. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, I'm a good swimmer. I can I can do a backflow for a while, but my my feet don't just stay all perfectly aligned with the parallel with the water. Right, I know. Just forever. It's, like, Jesus. Yeah, it's weird. He's so buoyant. On account of his hollow, hollow bird bones. <laughs> right. I didn't know he was a hollow man. Break that little bitch. I'm sorry. God damn it. I'm so jealous of him. You have a lot of sexual aggression toward me. <laughs> I'll break his bones and suck the marrow out and then bang him. Um, but yeah, he's doing a backflow. Pile drive? I don't know. But why? Why is he doing a backflow, Matthew? Because he's in fucking space, drifting away. Ooh. He's been blown out of his ship. Yes, he has. Drifting to death. Dude. We're going to figure out how we got here, though, so we're going to go back 48 hours. Starbuck and Lee talk about Commander Adama's plan. It's a fracked up thing I've been asked to do. Mm-hmm. And this is, of course, after you know we had earlier in, in part one seen her say, when Adama's like, I've got a mission for you. She's like, anything for you. You know that. <laughs> I want you to kill a flag officer. Ah, shit. Um, uh, about okay. the anything part. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure she can beat me up, too. I know I'm tough, but goddamn. I don't know that if I'd like, want to fight her. a tough woman. <laughs> well, of course, Lee has her back. They shake on it. So that means, I mean, outside of a pinky swear, nothing's more sacred than that shake. Love it. I love it. I love these two. I love their fucking relationship. Yep. It's cool. Uh, people have to have this, Kara. Have to have trust. Mm. Yeah, that's nice. So Thanks good. for abandoning me with your shit piloting. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Yep. Uh, dude, so Chief and Hilo on the brig, some dudes show up with Marines, you pussies. I know. Vareem and Cage uh. are their names. Uh, the dude is the guy they killed, saved him and 50 men. These guys are so boned. They are in the Thorn fan club. Dude, and okay, I'm sorry. Are, are you who are you, Audie Murphy? You saved fitty men. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, me thinks there's been some exaggeration afoot. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I'm wrong, and he was a badass war hero. But mm-hmm. I, uh, fifty men. Yeah, fifty men. Deep pull on Audie Murphy, by the way. Powerful. Oh yeah, love my Audie Murphy. I don't know anything about him. I just know World War Two. I mean, uh, you save, save some people, right? He, he starred in his own biopic. It's fucking so badass. That's cool. Um, well, they make some rude remarks about getting their poles greased by the filthy robot. The chief stands up. and They just have so much sexual frustration. I know. Yeah, they're just mad. They're like, we got no, we have no prisoners to unwillingly fuck. <laughs> you can say rape. It's a little more <laughs> succinct way of saying it. To rape. Yeah. Well. Rape. I love chief taunting them. I can't hear you. What? The glass is in the way. Maybe you should come in here. God, <laughs> I love, love him. that shit. Come on in, bitches. And they come go in. right into bitch mode. Oh, bitch yeah. ass Marines first with the guns on them, and they tie him up for a beating. What? 
You guys That's suck. They're the worst. They're the worst. This is why I hated Pegasus. I was like, these guys are just so disgustingly despicable. Yeah. Ugh, they suck. Thorn, Thorn, that hero that we love and admire, that we hate you guys for killing, he taught us all sorts of cool ways to torture people. <laughs> he was so great. So dumb. <laughs> right. Oh, fuck. That crazy so- rapist we knew, he told us how to hurt people covertly. We worship him. We he was wor- awesome. We worship the rapist who taught us to covertly injure people so we couldn't get in trouble for our transgressions against he humanity. He was a hero. He's a goddamn <laughs> hero. Save 50 men. <laughs> I don't give a fuck how many oh. people he saved. He sucks. Yeah. Piece of shit. And he's fucking dead. Yeah, dead. Sorry. And dude, this is... I... One of the most interesting characters that has emerged yes. over this whole arc is Jack, is yeah. the fucking colonel. And from the jump, I didn't, I never disliked this guy, but I was kind of, I, I feel like I was Is he kind of a shipbird? Is, is he basically Dick Stenslin? Yeah, exactly. Like confidential? Dude, honestly, he really I is, wanted to right? talk about that. Like he had, the casting of him, I think is so good, but he pulls off that untrustworthy kind of guy so well that it puts you on edge. Like I felt the same way as Ty with him of like, okay, I'm willing to talk to this guy. We'll hear him out. Uneasy about him though. Not sure mm. how on board he is with Kane and how much he follows the line. I mean, he talked about, well, I followed the fracking order. You know, I did it. I shot the other XO. Here I fucking am. Um, and this is, this is the moment where you start to see there, there's something more to him. He is that he doesn't tolerate this kind of shit, this thorn sh- bullshit. I hope he makes out okay with his next fitness report. <laughs> <laughs> Sloppy Stinsland over here. In the chat, Scott says you can't rape a machine, right? Right? He's obviously being sarcastic because clearly <laughs> he's never seen what I did to my fleshlight once. <laughs> Even it was begging. <laughs> they, they had to bring in the kit for the fucking thing. It's bad. Oh, Jesus. Just kidding. I don't own one. (laughs) (laughs) All your mag lights weeping. (laughs) Stay away from us. (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't find my mag lights anywhere. They're running across the street to the neighbor's house. (laughs) Rolling away. (laughs) Droves. (laughs) We've seen what you do. Go team Cylon. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) <laughs> oh christ but um Man, dude this is such uh, a dude great when the kids are like go for the gut did you think john lee go for the <laughs> go gut for the, they tell me the they gut. tell me the deck chief is weak in the gut <laughs> go for it go for the gut but colonel fist breaks this up orders the restraints off dresses him down super hard i love it if you were just assaulting a chief and a lieutenant under color of authority mm. in time of war i'm not mistaken that carries a pretty stiff penalty around here mm-hmm. oh it's so good mm-hmm. Brace Fisk says the unfortunate about. thing of you can't rape a machine um he leaves and then uh, we go over to Kane by the way the salutes that Vareem and what's the other jerk off's name Cage their uh, salutes are terrible real limp yeah, wristed sloppy ass shit and I'm a goddamn civilian but come on at least pretend <laughs> pretend play the part boys yeah. come on I'm sure they could act me under the table, but I would have crushed that salute. <laughs> when you need an extra act- that can salute dude, the I'm a fuck sal- out of a superior officer, you call Dean Martin. <laughs> Stunt salute. 
I run. I run in. <laughs> they fucking pull you in for over the shoulder shots, just for the behind the. Oh, what a crisp salute! God, damn. I mean, you could hear a starchy uniform just snapping with speed. Wow! You cut the air. <laughs> Bring in the salute guy. <laughs> so stupid. Bring in the stunt salute. Bring him in. Um, Kane and Starbuck. Do you drink Thrace? <laughs> Only to excess. Oh, man. I love the <laughs> balls on Starbuck. Oh, it's so good. Only to excess, huh? She takes her shot at Ty. Again, driving wedges. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She knows. She knows about, yeah. She's pulling a little Sharon Valeri here. She knows. <laughs> I understand I you belted him once. Well, sometimes you got to pop him in the old mouth here, right? <laughs> That's it. Kane talks about Starbucks' relationship with Adama. She pushes Kane on this, right? Didn't you understand why he did what he had to do when you said you'd execute his officers, basically? Sometimes terrible things have to be done. Inevitably, each and every one of us will have to face a moment when we have to commit that horrible sin. And if we let our conscience get in the way, there are more kids in body bags, more kids floating out of that airlock. Hey, guess what, Kane? You're just sealing your own fate with those words. Because Starbucks hearing you loud and fucking clear. Because he's going to shoot Admiral Kane in the head. In the head. <laughs> but, dude, yeah, this moment of her being like, we cannot hesitate when we have to make those decisions. We have to just carry through them. Like, you are coaching her along yes. on your murder. Yes, that's <laughs> so hilarious. Good. I love the irony. Uh, man, but I did, this, is, this is, to me, one of the bigger moments of Kane laying out her way of thinking. Uh, it, it makes me realize why she goes, you know, leads with the hard yes. iron fist. You know, she basically, her worldview, I imagine, as, a, as an admiral is cauterizing chaos, like keeping it from getting worse. And basically at this point, she just sees Adama as a rogue agent, that he has broken the chain of military command. And I think from that moment forward, whereas Adama is the kind of guy to be like, all right, we had this past disagreement. Things almost went bad, but we're past that. Let's see if we can come to terms and work out a future. I think for someone like Kane, who is much more of like the rigid, rule-bound person, it's like, oh, no, no, you broke that, that you know, chain of command. That's done. Your sentence has been handed down in my mind. We're going to use your ship for this up, use your, your resources, and then we're fucking getting rid of you. And like Rosalyn, you, like you said, Rosalyn was right to sniff that out. Like, you have you have broken what to her is just a, an unforgivable code. Mm-hmm. You went against your superior officer. She fucking shoots people for that, period. I was lining up my jokes. Can you repeat that? <laughs> yeah, let me go from the top. <laughs> Hold on, Dean. You got your fucking Excel spreadsheet? <laughs> good good up? stuff, man. Good stuff. Let's talk about uh, Apollo going to see Adama with his uh, holier-than-thou morality. <laughs> We're not a bitch. Courier run. Got you delivering her mail now, you bitch. You little bear's my coffee. Yeah, you gonna fluff her pillows next, son? <laughs> you don't deserve those wheelers. <laughs> Just dresses <laughs> Just him down. Crushes his dick. God, I love it. Jesus. Anyway, he uh, wants to hear from him. Yeah. Decision has been made. He doesn't love it. He calls it assassination. That's your decision, Dad. That's how you resolve your differences with your superior officers. I like how he frames it that way. I don't accept your premise. Fuck that. That's a dumb premise. Frack that shit. I'm not going to let her murder two people, okay? 
<laughs> well, if you're going to have some uh, problem backing up Starbucks, I can find someone else. It's not about watching your back, Dad. I'm not going to debate this with you. This was a hard decision, so hard. But I think the president <laughs> is right. This is the best way to safeguard the fleet. Yeah. Mm. Dude, I... I Love here too that it comes up how close him and Rosalind are now. Like this is such a yep. this is such a moment for Lee because yep. he's like you you and the president and he's basically saying yeah me and the president are locked arms. Not you this. anymore, pal. You're out. I'm in. You out. You the coffee boy for the enemy. Out the young and the old. That's how it goes. <laughs> yep. You're, also, you're the coffee boy for the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's good though i like lee still being like oh me backing up starbuck that's not even a question like if, if she's gonna go through with it i'm gonna have, have her back period of course like that that's just unquestioned yeah he's a man uh, of principle he's a man of principle yeah it's, uh, adama raised him right in that way yep good to see you son and he just leaves him hanging hey bro love you pops even though i disagree with your assassinations <laughs> pegasus jump prep we see Starbucks suiting up. We see the Marines suiting up with Fisk. They oh, walk yeah. past each other on the hallway. Good hunting, Captain. Oh, yeah. And that's, you know, we haven't really talked about the, the layout of some of their plans. Like, so Fisk is supposed to go aboard and stay on board the, the CIC of the Galactica and be there with Marines placed in key positions around the Boy, ship. Boy, that doesn't so, seem suspicious. I know. I was like, it. I know Adamo probably had in the back of his mind, but I was surprised that like Ty and other people weren't taking a harder look yeah. at people around. It, it's, it'd like, be a little mm. complaint I have with the app. Yeah, like small, like your wa- like, whoever's your watch commander, whoever's waltzing around, like you, you don't consider Marines from the other ship just kind of chilling, right? And it's like it's they, already they almost the pretense out. of oh, you needed the the extra men on board, kind of so. Yeah, in case of a Cylon boarding, sure. you know, anything boarding like that. operation, which they've already faced. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, I like how the difference in their plan, too, which is it, to play out the, let's play out the scenarios of their plans actually coming to fruition. So, <laughs> uh, Adama's plan, poor fucking Starbuck and Lee, which Lee ends up not even being there. Poor Starbuck is just to blast Kane in the fucking head and then, I guess, get taken immediately to the brig or shot on spot. Like, what happens in that moment? You Starbuck is, on a, is, is in a tough spot there because she's going to shoot her way out. Tough spot. Now, when it comes to Kane's plan, <laughs> she's basically br- brought on a full force to, like, take over command of the ship, no, no. basically. Take to, o- to hold down kill the them CIC. all. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. To t- I well, mean, it's a fire team to kill, to, to, to remove his command, I believe she says. That's what she, yeah. She says as remove his command, and I don't take that quite as slaughter everyone, but I think slaughter anybody who tries to fight you. Like, anybody who questions it, tries to stand up to fight, gun them down. Like, and accept that, hi, I'm Jack, I'm the now commander of the ship, we're done. We're done. Well, we're done in the alternate guys. version, in the alternate reality of this, I think what happens is Kane and Adam both die, Starbuck maybe managed to shoot away out. Doesn't really matter for this scenario. This scenario comes down to a drinking contest between Ty and Fist to see who gets command of the fleet. <laughs> <laughs> True. Oof. I'm going to drink you under the table, Jack. I don't know who I want to win, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> shit. You know what? Fucking Ty would probably dive, He'd take a dive on that. He's like, I don't want to command this shit. That's true. That's he'll bow <laughs> out. This. He likes he likes second fiddle. He's just dropping food coloring into water, pretending it's whiskey. Ah, oh, boy, ooh, you got me. <laughs> anyway, um, be sure your Marines and our Marines are aware of their responsibility. The last thing we need are colonials shooting at each other. Yeah, cute. 
cute dialogue. Mm-hmm. And but dude, Jack's response to that I really like. He's like, "Amen to that." Yep. Like he is unsteady and nervous about this whole thing. Doesn't want to be doing it. There, there is the actual line Scott's telling us. She says, "Terminate his command, starting with Adama." So yeah, I mean, Ty's is dead man. Starting with Adama. Yeah. Oh, Ty. Yeah, I think Ty and Adama are both just marked for death. Uh, and anybody else who tries to, you know, I don't think they would just turn around and fire on everybody in the, you know, the, the CIC, start killing Gata and, you know, D and everybody. But I think anybody who tried to pull a gun, you're dead. Yeah. Well, Adama and Sharon have a private meeting, don't they? Oh, this is so good. So good. I fucking love this. Every scene. Every scene. Oh, I've asked you here to ask you why the Cylons hate us so much. I'm not sure how to answer that. I mean, hate might not be the right word. And that's when he's like, just level with me. Level with me. Why are you after us? She says the <laughs> following. It's what you said at the ceremony for Galactus decommissioning. You said that humanity was a flawed creation, that people still kill one another for petty jealousy and greed. You said that humanity never asked itself why it deserved to survive. Maybe you don't. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Hard cut and to that, the attack. Yeah, man. And that that is the line of dialogue that changes the way the rest of this goes. I mean, Indeed. that's what Adama needed to hear. The idea of survival at all costs, what does that mean? What does that mean for the sake of, of your people and moving forward? Like, is there no... I, I think part of what it makes him think about is how much better is he than Cain if he carries through with this, takes out these people, takes out his own people. You know, these are all colonial officers you're talking about. And, I mean, how can you... How can you honestly be the commander of a, a fleet of civilians and, and deliver this news? Like, you know, you've taken out the fucking commander of the other battle star. Like, it makes – there's no way, you know, you, you could call it survival, but there's no way to do this without looking like a bloodthirsty tyrant. Of course. In the eyes of, of people. Yeah. All uh, hierarchical structures tend towards tyranny in the long run, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so easy. But I, But it's funny because I feel like there's this moment where – you know, we're talking about Adama grappling with the weight of this decision, but we never really – do we really understand why Kane does it? I'd like to speculate on Kane's decision not to pull the trigger, but we'll talk about that when we come to it. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. That's actually a little more difficult. <clears throat> it's a little more nebulous, a little more evasive. Ooh. We see Lee closing in to the resurrection ship. He rocks it with his payload, uh, and his, uh, the FTL is destroyed. Great. And then he gets so hit, and he's forced dope. to eject. I guess auto-eject. Yeah. Adama yeah. dispatches search and rescue to see if he had time to eject, basically. And that's when the Pegasus and Galactica launch their attack squadrons. I mean, this shit looks incredible. It looks so fucking good, dude. So good. Also, all right, Peter the Blackbird. Damn. Yeah. We hardly knew ye. We hardly knew ye. Meanwhile, Fisk orders his Marines to take their posts. He goes on to the CIC of the Galactica. He looks around. He watches Adama, who issues some orders, cut the leaf floating in space with um, a small hole in his suit. But his vantage point on the battle is really something. Oh, it's so amazing it's looking, dude. awesome. What a POV. Ooh, and again, I the way this show does space combat, we've already talked about like the dog fighting, but just the, the thuds of the sounds. Yeah. It, 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 I love that they also show battles at a distance a lot more Me too. too like we get to see the whole scope of ships getting hit of of small well, like the fighters look like dots like zipping around and we were seeing the the whole of the image which is so grand yeah 
and it makes total sense. Like you don't have the technology to have like massive weapons like photon torpedoes and phasers. So it's just like a shitload of weapons. <laughs> Lots I of love it. lead. It just ha- it has all the hallmarks of the old naval bat- battles of the 1700s, broadsiding one another. Exactly. Wild. Uh, it looks so dope. Well, um, the hole in his suit's not good. One base star we see is destroyed. Uh, and then we see Gaius with six. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Head Six's behavior here? Dude, it has been the this is single a big most. Yeah. Oh, it has been the most baffling element of these episodes to me. I, I haven't stopped thinking about this fucking moment because Head, for one, Head Six is acting like she is a completely separate, totally different I, I, entity. Entity at this point, yeah, yeah like that she is something totally other, and that Gaius is somehow siding with her against. Head six, although she had been pleading with Gaius to help her. Mm. Pleading with him. Yeah, but, um, but so what does that tell you? That there is, well, for one, that she wants him to, <laughs> to aid the Cylons, aid herself. Yeah, because in, in my opinion, she has empathy for a fellow Cylon, but suddenly right. the Cylon is a bit of a threat. Because she wants to die. She wants something different than what Head Six wants, and that's a problem. Right. So... Right. I think we could safely assume they're different entities. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, man. And also, but what's crazy, though, is his moment of connection with the, the six, you know, the Pegasus six here, is him relating of course, the story of course. that Head Six told him about being in love with sports on Caprica. Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of, like, seals the deal in a weird way. Yeah, um, this, is, this, is a, this is beautiful shit here. I love it. I, I, I love, love it. you know... Where she says tens of thousands of thousands, head six says all these sounds are going to die. God will not forgive this. And guy says, "Actual says, do you think God will forgive us? God will forgive all." So he gets the answer he wants, right? Uh, head right, six tells guys right. not to listen to this broken woman, right? To which he then tells the sports story that head six told him earlier uh, in in, uh, in the first episode, Resurrection Ship One, right? And um, yeah. what what what's your take on him telling this story? Dude, see, that's what I can't figure out. I'm like, okay, if this is, if this I can speculate is, with you, if you'd like, I would love that. I mean, like, so we've basically established that they are separate entities in a way here. But he it, says it appears this story, so at this time, doesn't it? Yeah, and but he gives this story to her as if she's going to recognize it. As if ah, she that was exactly my thought. He yeah. gives it to her as if she was going to recognize it, which is baffling man but it, but like, it has like, an emotional uh, effect on this woman on this actual six we'll call her right doesn't right. it and it maybe maybe it's not that she will recognize the story as her own but that because she is a six that she has an affinity for that you know for sports for that wave of emotion that that's the, she thinks the same way or similarly at least mm. maybe that's that's his approach here I'm not sure, man. Like this is the, this is honestly the biggest mystery of this episode to me. It I, is, I, and it's it's like this true moment for guys to express himself to an actual thing that's there. Because regardless of his relationship with Head Six, she's not really there, right? right? I mean, this is, and and she's never really been in distress before, and he's certainly never felt like he's responsible for her safety ever. ever I mean, she's yeah. really being threatened here, and he's yeah. he's seeing this woman. That he's just met, that he's known forever, wrapped your head around that, start yeah. to slip away. Right. I mean, right. physically, her life is slipping away here. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's really the, the crux of it is that he, 
him seeing her in person physically suffering kind of overpowers whatever Head Six is telling. Of course. Him. Like he just can't it's, bear. It's much more visceral. It's much more real. Right. And he and like like you said, I think is a really big point of he gets the answer he wants for once from a six. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, he's basically always been kind of ordered, cajoled, even intimidated by head six in ways. And this is one who basically gives him the answer: Oh, don't worry, God forgives all. Like you are not going to be punished by God for this. It's also an unexplored dynamic between these two characters, even yeah. though she's different than head six, and that's him being in a position to help her and her genuinely looking for help from him and not him constantly wondering about her motivations and what's prompting her to control him. This is just a hurt thing that he is trying to assist that he has an intimate connection within his head. That's a really good point. Right? Yeah. Well, that it's understandable for once. It is yes. very simple and understandable that there this the six he's staring at, who's right here with him, holding his hand. He understands exactly what she needs, and he can help her get it. Mm-hmm. That has a powerful allure. It does. Yep. I think because I think most people want to do. They do want to help people. I think most yeah. people want to help people outside of being a sociopath. <laughs> right. Which I don't think especially, guys, especially when the opportunity is just right there, staring you in the face. Sure. Yeah. It's not it's not abstract, it's not far away. It's not, you know, I'm going to donate money to some organization I sort of understand. Hey, I, like, yeah, no, yeah, I did right something. Hooray. <laughs> I mean, listen, hey. Let's be real, don't get it twisted. Helps if she's a 10. Hey, look at me. Helps <laughs> helps if she's a 10. Just saying. It don't hurt. Don't, it don't hurt. Don't hurt. Me. Listen to me. Don't hurt. She's a 10. But uh head 6 does vanish and guys and I shul 6 kind of just sit there and hold hands. Dude, what a mo- I kept waiting Great for that moment. moment. I was like, is is head six gonna like bounce? Is she gonna abandon this? And she fucking does. And boy, I am afraid. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Straight up afraid of what head six is gonna be like next episode. I feel I feel <laughs> the wrath of God coming from her. <laughs> I can I can only imagine. Either that or she is like leaves him in the dark for a while. Yeah. Uh, makes him wonder. There's a there's punishment afoot. <laughs> like that is a vindictive fucking woman right there. Well, Don't want to piss her off. D attempts to reach Apollo and uh, he does not respond. He cannot respond. He takes his hand off the hole in his suit and res- seems to resign himself here, doesn't he? Yeah. Did you think you were awesome. we were going to lose Lee for a, a minute? Me too. Yeah, for, I really for, was like Holy when I when shit. I first watched it, I was like, oh wow, he's seeing the bottom of that lake here. I, I mean, this ain't really a Subtle metaphor. I think a boy is dead. Dying. And also, uh, right underneath the mystery of, of Gaius, you know, saying what Head Six had said to him to the Pegasus Six and they're bonding over it, right underneath that mystery is the mystery of Lee giving up the will to live mm. here. And even later on, like, that felt a little, that was a shock. I did yes. not expect that. Yeah. And I can't quite trace that, you know, psychologically with him. Like, I, I wonder if that's going to be explored more here. Like, I, I mean, he has been a little bit, you know, he's been demoted. He's kind of alienated from his father now. He's on the other ship. It's this whole mixed up thing. And But is that enough for him to just want to give up? What, do, do, you, do you think this goes back to some of the stuff that's been pushed throughout the episode, which links back to the miniseries, this d- d- deciding if we deserve survival? Do you think, because remember, he's out there thinking these idiots are going to all murder each other. Like, mm. 
That's like, a good point. He's going to yeah. murder Cain. I'm, that's my father. I'm going to go back to this life. Well, like, what does this mean? Do you, I wonder if that played upon him in this dark moment here to where he just had peace with his own mortality. Right. And not, you know, not even just the, the, uh, the, that the people are going to you know, kill each other, that they'll be fighting, but in the constant, who am I going to be loyal to? Like, I feel like, especially for Lee, that has been one of his primary conflicts. He's constantly having to shift his loyalties around mm-hmm. and prove himself again to his father, prove himself again to Roslyn, prove himself to Ty, you, you, prove his friendship to Starbuck. He's always having to, like, take a different side and then reprove to the other side that I'm still your friend as well. And, but make no mistake about it. It's not because it's not because he has divided loyalties. I think no, it's because no. he is very strongly, agree with him or not, guided by principle. Thus, I, he yeah. finds himself aligning with different people based on the principle of the matter and not the person. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And and some and, and you could argue that if people dance in and out of his ethical framework, then that's on them, not him. Right. In, he in his constant. view, right? He's yeah, he's as constant as the Northern Star. Constant K. But um I mean part of me is a little disappointed, but again, I don't want to judge him. I'm not grappling with these emotions and about to uh, suffocate. But this idea of you, he abandoned Starbuck, you'd think he'd want to hang on to the last possible minute, right? right. He does apologize. Right. I mean, that's, that could have been his last words. I'm sorry, Kara. That's big. Yeah. That's big. Yeah, I couldn't be there. I couldn't have your back. That's the last thing he's thinking about. I failed my friend again. We cut to the Cylon resurrection ship being destroyed, and it is incredible. Oh, this is some of the greatest shit I've seen in this show, man. Like Incredible. the silent, the the sound is gone. It's just the 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 score of the dude fucking, that strafing the, run. The, oh, the, of them whipping around in different directions, going backwards, just strafing this thing to hell. All the and bodies. then to actually God. the bodies actually cascading out of the fucking like tubes they're in and just into space, catching on fire. Like Jesus, it is such. It is such a like opera of mayhem. Yes, moment, man. Great way to describe oh, it. So good! What a devastating looks amazing. What a devastating loss! Right, right, and that's what, that's what I feel like. The way this is filmed, the way that we drop the sound, like this is truly a loss for the silence. Like yeah. they, every honestly, every victory, small or, or larger, that we the we have seen the humans have over the silence at this point, I still feel like has been a bigger victory for the humans than it was a really a loss for the Cylons. Sure. Like, we got away. Yay, that's a victory. Or we survived. Yay, that's a victory. Or, we took out a, some kind of manufacturing plant. Cool. That helps. But the Cylons are like, mm, you slowed us down a little bit. We're not going to like... Yeah, in, in other words, in other words, a, a victory that has metrics versus like the morale boost. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, like this is a... You know, Adama says it very succinctly in the next scene. So, uh, significant victory. Significant <laughs> Damn straight. Victory. Significant as hell. Yep. Like, this is, you, you just took the fucking I mean, they beach retreat. Normandy the Cylons don't retreat. They retreat. Yeah. They, 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 they turn retreat. tail. They're out of there. People cheer. Um, and actual six says they've done it. Dude, we see a league get picked up. I love the fucking searchlight. Oh, sick. So um, they hit him with the crash paddles. Kind of dumb. Whatever. He's like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm just gonna. That's, yeah, it's fine. He shocked me up. I'm good. Um, tension <laughs> trays. Uh, Fisk looks towards his uh, looks, you know, creepy and leering Marines outside the door. Fucking weirdos. Is it time to kill yet? 
Six says, I'm ready to die. Send my soul to God, please. Starbucks starts her long walk down the hallway. She's sweating bullets. Oh, yeah, dude. I, have, I don't think I've ever seen Starbucks so sweaty. He's nervous. <laughs> nervous. Um, oh, man. I wish you were here, Lee. Oh, what the hell? She unbuckles the restraint on her holster. Um, we see Starbucks entering the Pegasus CIC. Kane looks her in the eye. Kane's not stupid. Oh, yeah. oh hell no. Hell I'm no. I'm so very proud of you, Kane says. <laughs> right? She knows about Starbucks, mommy. She read the file. <laughs> Gets on the horn with Adama. Yep. Tie orders, condition two. Turn out the fleet. Ty says, glad we didn't need your Marines today. Oh, boy. This tension is palpable. It's so good. Ah, oh, so good. It's she hands oh. Starbuck the phone. Oh, Starbuck with I've been you? thinking about what we talked about before. Dude. Have to be worthy Her of surviving. On the gun. Yep. Ooh. That's all. No orders given. I think that's very wise, sir. Starbuck manages. <laughs> <laughs> it's not enough to survive. Kane talks says. to Fisk. Congratulations, Shrek. That's all. You look like you could use a drink, Ty says, and fist that nervous, blustery laugh. <laughs> right? Oh, get me whiskey, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so before we get to Gaius leading to the death of a Marine, because, you know, it's Gaius. Ooh. That's Gaius for you. <laughs> Fuck it, right? Fuck it. What do you suppose was weighing on Admiral Kane's mind? I only have one speculative answer. Hmm. Tell me. The thrill of victory. Mm. Seeing the competence of having these hierarchical structures in place and how they worked quite effectively to dismantle the Cylon fleet. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I feel like that's, that's the only thing. It's the only I thing can I can speculate. That, that's really? Because we've never really gotten her inner monologue. Like, we don't, I mean, we've gotten a little bit about her history and what happened. We don't know a ton about her or what caused her to maybe back off. And it might, you know, it might even be just in addition to that, like the idea of her questioning, you know, Adama's military capacity at this point, whether he's been softened, you know, she's <laughs> like point. she was busting her balls earlier of like, oh, is this what you've been doing? You've been just debating and being a bunch of fucking civilian politicians over here. This is bullshit. But seeing that he can still rein the, Gara- uh, the Galactica into a battle, dispatch the Vipers, take out two base stars and the most gigantic, important resurrection ship effectively and get everybody back, rescue Lee. Readiness, like, right? Oh, he's fuck, got readiness he's, for battle. He's, he's ready to go. Yeah. And, and, and that's what, yeah. when we think about it in Pegasus, that's what Adama was constantly arguing with her is that I have a crew that works very well together. Like we are a very effective fighting force. And she was just like, mm, I don't know. On paper, it looks bad. And she just like couldn't, maybe you're right. Maybe it was that she needed to see competency in battle. And then she's like, okay, maybe you guys have your shit together enough. Maybe we don't need to go so far. I think that's, that's as close to an answer as we're going to get. Yep, yep. I think that's it, man. Yeah, and and remember, I think it was in the Pegasus episode where the discussion was. I mean, this is how you run the ship. This is what happens. She was she was really focusing on the negative, and yes, there were positive victories in there. But this was a real opportunity to see if Commander Adama had not lost his edge. It could still be a competent battle commander when the time came. He had. His readiness report, you could say, was was on point. I guess that's a that's like a U.S. Navy thing, right? Your readiness report is 
how quickly, like how how quick can the ship respond to threats? How is everybody where they need to be? Is all the machines working? Is everything all of that shit right? And exactly. he rose to the occasion, and I think that could possibly be my only real speculative answer. I mean, it's a hypothesis, but I'm sticking with it. Yeah, no, I think that's that's as good as it gets. As good as it gets. So a Marine gets himself killed today. Boy, does he. Fucking guys. Oh, last night when I was here in the hallway, I saw, oh my, kill him. Kill him so I don't have to. Oh, <laughs> fucking dude. She spins that dude onto the floor and just snaps his neck like Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Good God, what a killing machine. Jesus. Yeah, that poor <laughs> bastard. Nobody cries for him. Poor fucker. I think he was one of the rapers, so it's fine. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Ah, he's probably just raped piece probably of shit. just a raper. I mean, he's in the military. <laughs> Can I fucking joke about him anymore? Or are they too fucking angelic? Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, the, the baby rapists. Good Lord. Can't even <laughs> joke with anybody. Jesus, I'm joking, okay? You fucks. <laughs> Josh, TK, all you fucks. I know you're not rapists. Relax. Just your friends are. <laughs> Just all your friends and your brother's dogs. It's fine. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, Jesus. He says he can't. He can't do it. Suicide's a sin, but I need to die. What you need is justice. <laughs> Pulls out a flaming sword. Oh hell justice! yeah! Fucking big white angel wings. Hell yeah! I know a place where you can stay, where you will be safe, where I can look after you. Why? What the hell does that mean? Well, it means exactly it's... what it means at the end of the episode. She gets away. Wait. Well, yeah, she gets away. But I'm like, what is this place? Oh. You don't think that guy's got some safe houses set up? Things get dicey? Things. I mean, I guess. Somebody, somebody shows up with an next piece of evidence implicating him in the Cylon defense mainframe <laughs> infiltration, <laughs> right? True. True. <laughs> but shit, I mean, I, 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 I guess. I'm like, where the hell'd she go? I don't know. I guess we'll be seeing her again, though. I'm, I can only assume. Mm. Where I can look after you, where I can keep in touch. He says he loves her. That's huge. Exactly. Touches the face, lots of tears between the two. She leaves, and the music is fucking epic. And then Kane gets back to her quarters all loosey-goosey. What do I love about this three-episode arc with Kane? How many times have you seen Kane let her guard down? (laughs) Literally once. And what happened? She gets fucking got. She was right then, wasn't she, in a sense? Yeah, man. Fuck, fuck the one time we the one, one time she just stretches her neck. Uh, uh, Good God forbid gets, she had an itch on her like leg. Gets gunned down by a fucking Cylon. <sighs> that is harsh. I love when she says beg. Uh, frack you. you. Jesus. I mean You're not my type. I mean plow. are there any better last words? I mean, that's pretty strong. Pretty strong. Pretty fucking strong, man. I mean, and not like blubbering. Yeah, frack you. <laughs> so good. Let's uh, we can we can skip Fisk's eulogy. Let's talk about Thraces. I want to know your feelings yeah. on this. I dude, this was this was good. It, this it, was should I should I really highlight good. it a little bit for reminders? People haven't seen this in a while. But she's just talking about face not things, look things in the eye, didn't flinch. Right. We need that. 
We guess second guess a lot. Ooh, that's yeah. That to me was the the standout word. Over, she's like, we have been second guessing. We she never second guessing each other. Yep, she didn't do that. She never gave up. She was alone, one ship, no help, no hope. She didn't worry. She acted. This is a good eulogy. She did what she thought needed to be done, and the Pegasus survived. Mm-hmm. And she says, and dude, "I." And the the part that gets Adama a little annoyed. I think we're safer with her than we will be without her. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what and the I, fuck? I told you to redact <laughs> that shit. <laughs> I'm going to line it at your next speech. This is bullshit. I want you in the brig. <laughs> but dude, that's, that's a hell of a moment. And mm. she meant that shit for Adama too. She, he doesn't she love it. meant that. Yeah. Yeah. She's but all tough not- now, but he gets her in that fucking them quarters. She'll cry like a little bitch. <laughs> just kidding daddy <laughs> walk out of this cabin while you still can before I change my fracking mind awesome man they shoot cane into space um, onto the planet Genesis I was just about to say <laughs> of all the admirals in the colonial fleet hers was the most <laughs> human better watch your ass if you're around her during Ponfar damn well, Lee goes to see Starbuck. Lee's in a bit of an existential crisis, you could say. He's upset he broke well, his word, right? Well, I would say Starbuck goes to see him because he's in the midst of his <laughs> of his existential angst of, oh, but why? <laughs> why to be? Uh, what do you think of D listening in? And it's an interesting mm. moment there. I'm, I'm she didn't forget that sure martial art lesson, did she? Ooh, that's a good point. That's actually a really good point. <laughs> She's I like, I could go that. if I could slice me off a piece of that Adama beef. <laughs> Give me, hey, can a girl get a little taste? Nah, can a girl get a little taste? <laughs> what do I got to do? I got to uh. fuck Johnny Nebraska? <laughs> oh, fucking Billy Corneater over here. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that beat a sweat on his forehead's real, but, well, she I'm says. Sorry. I can't even think of Billy now, though. <laughs> Did I do it right? Did I do it right? Did I do it? <laughs> I didn't want to go till you were there. Mascara running down his face. <laughs> staring out Did the window. I do it right? Staring out the window, sitting on the edge of the bed, looking out the window at the clouds. No, he's on his knees looking up at you, blubbering. Oh, God. Did I do it right? Like, on his knees, hugging her belly as she tries to put her shirt on. She's like, fuck <laughs> off. I gotta go to work. That's <laughs> <laughs> Billy. Hell yeah, son. Oh, Billy. You're she comes home, baby. the house is clean. What the fuck? Leaves her a note. <laughs> Maybe we can get together again soon. I'll call you tonight, or is that too soon? Yeah. <laughs> she blocks the number. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, shows up at work with flowers. Anyway, um, you took my V card. <laughs> I want it back. Um, let's be glad we both came back alive. Anyway, she says to him. He admits he didn't want to make it back alive. Okay. Great. Okay. I got to deal with this right, for fucking gonna, two seasons. I'm going to leave you with your My Chemical Romance CDs. You have yourself an <laughs> afternoon. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Why don't you call Billy? <laughs> you just fuck. Sing your Hawthorne Heights song. Sorry, bud. Take care. We'll check in yeah, later. It's the 800 number for fuck's sake. Good Lord. <laughs> don't listen to that Logic song too much. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> The chief and healer go to see Sharon. I love this scene. 
Uh, it's so brutal for Chief, though, man. But how? Oh, but so how? Brutal. How hard does the love meter tip for you when he just silently exits? Oh, I love, love him. him. I loved it. Stoic fucking, as fuck. Man's up. And I mean, he does like. He, what I love about it is that there is a thing between the three of him where, like, at this point, he respects that, all right, Hilo, it's not that Hilo loves her and he can't anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more like, okay, at least Hilo genuinely loves yes. her. And he, he's looking out for her. And once he really makes it easier that, for him. Yeah, understands that she's going to, you know, at least with him, not the, the context of their situation is still fucking horrible, probably not looking great. But between these two, he genuinely cares about it. He's looking out for her. I think that makes it a little easier for Chief to start to let go. Mm-hmm. That, all right, I can leave her with him. Colonial One, Roslin asks how the Cylon escaped. Adama says that nobody knows. Roslin is relieved that Adama didn't have to be did, have to do the deed. And then he says, you have a new job. Rumor has it that I know very little about military protocol, but I do believe that someone who commands more than one shipment is called an admiral. Well, dude, whoa, come on. This is just great. This is, this is just fucking great. Come on, dude. Fucking Admiral. Do you know how hard it's been to not call him Admiral Adama? <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. I almost did it like five times in the first three episodes we were Oh, covering. you've definitely done it. You've definitely done it. But like, I, I mean, Commander, oops. Oops. Yeah, but that, <laughs> but that, Tee-hee. that's probably something you look past. Oh, I did, yeah. But uh, no, uh, he thanks her and Billy, and he admits that he stopped trying to get the rank a long time ago. Never give up hope, she tells him. Same goes for you, Laura. They stand. He kisses her on the lips. Dude, I fucking uh, love that moment. Crush my heart. It. Absolutely. And like that, uh, again, it's been a while since I've talked about this, but this is such an earned character moment. This is not some tacked on to make a, nope. this particular episode. Earned. Like this. The shit that they have been through, the, the, the compromises he has forced himself to deal with for the sake of her and her still respecting him and having his back in these in these situations. I mean, I think, ironically, her asking him to kill Cain, which was such a, you know, in a way, a breach of his ethics and morality, and, and it's such a, like, an awful thing to have to think about and to have to do, but her having the guts to say, I'm, you know, I mean, she's the president. She's the one always looking out for diplomacy. And she's saying, I think this is what you need to do for the sake of your survival. Like that speaks the world to him, man. Like she is so looking out for him and the fleet that that is so much, such a bond of respect between these two at this point. Indeed. I love it. It's excellent, man. Excellent. So fucking good. Now that's, uh, that's the end of the episode. Boy. Ah, So good. So just as a point of order. So Pegasus ended season two. Resurrection Ship 1 and 2 started season 2.5. Dude, so I actually, I looked this up. I only looked at the literal episode name list and air dates because I was curious about the air dates. So the air date between Pegasus and Resurrection Ship Part 1 was four fucking months. Yep. <laughs> it's like, God damn, that would have sucked to sit on that. Oof, but yeah. Yeah. Here we are, man. Into 2.5. Dude. Is it just only going to get crazier? Well, there was... I can't remember all of the decisions as to why they did this, but this was amidst the writer strike. Oh, interesting. I forgot about that. Yeah, this is huge. Now, I believe... I don't remember if it affected season... One, I don't think it 
did. I don't recall. I don't remember the year of the writer's strike, but I do remember the that writers, being a thing. I, I have it right I'm here. Sure it was I have it right here. Six. Yep. I think it was 2006. Um, yeah. uh, the season was split into two parts, each containing 10 episodes. Season 2.0 aired from July to September of 2005, and 2.5 aired from January to March of 2006. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so now, did the writers on this show strike too? Well, there was, you had to, or you were like scabbed yeah. out, right? Out of the union, yeah. Yep. So now, following the success, success of the, I'm going to be careful here. Following the success of the 13 episode first season, Sci Fi Channel ordered a 20 episode second season on February 2005. Season premiered in the United States on the Sci Fi Channel on July 15, 2005, with the UK, Ireland, Canada, Canada in 2006. In fall, 2005 airing of the second season halted as it was part of Sci-Fi Channel's standard airing schedule normally used for its Stargate series, which was to split a 20-episode season into two parts, a winter season and a summer season, to avoid heavy competition with major networks that followed a spring-fall schedule. Uh, that's why they did it. Universal Home Video took this break as an opportunity to package the episodes aired thus far into a DVD set, calling it Season 2. The final episodes of that first half, Pegasus, was originally 15 minutes too long for broadcast, but according to creator Ron Moore, the production team decided to cut the episode to time rather than pad out to fill out 90 minutes, I like it, as it was deemed impractical. The longer version of Pegasus appears on the 2.5 DVD set, which was released in the U.S. Sky did not contribute financially to the second season, though UK broadcast got the company at the end of every episode. The second half of the season, I've got to be careful here, began airing on January 6, 2006, after a three-month hiatus, during which Sci-Fi Channel mounted a huge publicity effort. BSG picked up considerable critical acclaim from the mainstream press, including being named the number one show of 2005 by Time Magazine and being listed on numerous top ten lists of both 2005 and 2006 by The Tribune, Entertainment Weekly, Newsday, TV Guide, The American Film Institute, also one of the ten best television shows of 2005. There were some criticisms following Resurrection 2. Okay, that's all I'm going to say there. <laughs> okay. Yep, yep. Interesting. Yep, he, yeah. he, he does say, um, more expressed that the large break between season, I'm not going to say anything there. Um, <laughs> and redact all this. Redact, redact. But, but Ron Moore was a little taken aback by a 20th episode order versus the 13 he did. Okay. So with that said, we have just watched in season two, the 12th episode. Okay. We're in 2.5. We're in the, we, so we go in two point after the break, after Pegasus is that long break between, like you said, October, November, December. So three months into January, almost four months where resurrection ship came out, then resurrection ship two. Then the rest of the episodes come up. So next week we're going to be talking about episode called Epiphanies. That doesn't give anything away, which is why I said it. Um, and then after that, there's only one, two, three, four, five, and then a two-parter at the end. And we're done with season Ooh, okay. two, bitch. And we are more than halfway home at that point. Damn, son. Crazy, right? Damn. That is crazy. Exciting times, man. Exciting times. I've forgotten about how this show was during that time of the writer's strike where where a lot of uh, series had a sucky season or so because of it. Yep. <clears throat> oh, makes me a little nervous. But no, I'm still looking forward, though. 
Um, what did the strike do for BSG? I'm going to be careful here. Some argue that after the... No, I think that's garbage. I'm not going to read that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to read not any of this. Black, yeah, wait, that black Sharpie risky. redacting whole lines. This says it was 2007-2008 writer's strike. Okay, so, yeah. Anyway, yeah. let's tell these good people goodbye. Yeah, we've been at this. Final thoughts on this shit, man? Yeah, it's going to be about three hours, almost three hours, this double part. Dude, I think, I think I'm fairly tapped. I, I you said it like all, I man. Said the very, I said, like I said at the very top, though, I think I got my new favorite episodes. Oh, these yeah. Are, Easily, these are right? fucking so good. Easily. God, so good. Yep. I'm excited. Um, I'm worried about Roslyn. I'm, uh, I'm excited to know Chief and uh, Hilo probably won't get executed. Doesn't mean they're not in trouble. I'm looking forward to seeing who, how, how will the rank hierarchy change? Who's going to get promoted? Who's going to take over the Pegasus? Seriously. Who's yeah, going to be the XO on the Pegasus? Well, I guess, well, yeah. Ooh, fucking good Will question. Fisk run the uh, Pegasus? I think he's going to run it. He said he's taking over command of the ship. Well, but he doesn't decide that. Admiral Adama decides that. Well, doesn't he? That is true. Hey, guess what? I know who does. I don't like your physical reports. Yeah, your last fitness report's garbage. <laughs> says here you just beat up a bunch of black kids. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what are you, a fucking L.A. cop? It's L.A. confidential, bro. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's it, buddy. Awesome. Yeah. Great hey, stuff. Looking so forward good. to it. So, we'll be back on our regular schedule of every other week until we hit the, the two-parter finale, which I'm sure we'll, we'll bang out in one. Oh, yeah. But um, thank you guys very much. We hope you appreciated this uh, three episode, pounding them right to you, getting ahead of the curve a little bit here. But um, we will be off next week. And um, to get back to our bonus content, and uh, we'll be back on our every other week schedule after that. If you're curious, go to libertystreetgeek.net slash scheduling. libertystreetgeek.net slash scheduling. Go to the website anyway. Check it out. We've got a we've got a cool membership over there. I know that uh, mm-hmm. probably less interested if you're just a BSG listener. I'm willing to bet if anybody listens to this show, they also listen to the science fiction film podcast. I doubt it goes the other way. There's plenty of science fiction film people who don't listen to this. The numbers will tell you that. <laughs> but um, yeah, check it out. Hey, we, we also uh, got we also got sweet ass shirts with a I would say a Viper esque looking ship on them. Yeah, definitely inspired by. Um, those are currently out of stock. We're going to be replacing that stock very soon. But yeah, keep your eyes peeled for the shirts. They kick ass. We've, we sold a fucking shitload of them, and people are happy with the quality. And uh, members get discounts and bonus content and all that jazz. So check it out, net. Matthew, tell these good people goodbye. Frack you.